Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know what time it is. It's time to keep on rolling, bitch. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. www.facebook.com slash R and then all one word R O T R K R O Q. That's www.facebook.com slash R O T R K R O Q. Yeah, 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 except no. Here's the thing I don't know and I don't care. Uh-huh. Yeah, what was that? what was up what was up with that? All right, Americans, let's take it from the top. And now this is the story of three couples who have chosen to share their lives with monkeys. Our feature <laughs> presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday morning, the eleventh of June. What's up, loser hosers? Uh, no prep on that one. Mm. I actually gave that a lot of thought. I, <laughs> no, no I, way. Loser hosers because that's Toronto Raptors fans in the last five seconds of the game, prepared to go wild to win their championship for the first time. And then it didn't happen. So that makes them a combination of losers and also hosers. Because of the Canadian aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't think that's going to catch on? No. Because no. I just put $100,000 into T-shirts. Oh, good. Oh, no. good. No, that and, was smart. Maybe I, workshop it. And I got the domain name, and I'm all set for loser hosers. Wow. Oh, man. Mm. I think it could be. You're all in on that already. I think, yeah. Okay. Look, you can't dilly-dally. Right, sure. Uh, Sell and, your Twitter stock. And, and then put down. that all into this. That's $45. That's all I got in Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can't dilly-dally. Let somebody else beat you to a great idea. Next thing you know, they're rich. And I'm just sitting here going, right, could, what could have been? You right, know? Sure. You, uh, in turn, have become the loser hoser. Correct. Oh. It's I mean, Full the, circle. Enti- the entire nation was ready to explode. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen. Right. Sports, right? Sports, huh? Sports. Yeah. yeah. Sports. Loser hosers. Telling you, it's going to be big. All right. I'll give you guys a 20%, uh, 15% discount if you put it in order today. I'm going to pass. Order for a t-shirt or a t-shirt hat. Or hat. hat. Okay. Yeah, mouse pad. I mean, I got it all. Mouse Coffee pad. cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dog sweaters. I mean, I just, I went, I oh, just, yeah. went I nuts. just went for it. Yeah, I got yeah. all Christmas all ornaments. Night just making this stuff. Yeah, mm. Allie, I got Christmas ornaments. Oh, okay. Loser yeah. hoser Christmas ornaments. I'll look into it. Okay. Sounds good. All right, good stuff. Hey, um, there's some controversy in Brooklyn. I don't know. If, do you guys see the the Burger King story? Did not. No. So Burger King advertises on their website that they have the Impossible Burger. They don't. <gasps> well, that seems bad. 
So people who have been ordering the Impossible Burger for delivery through the um, Seamless page, I guess Seamless is another one of those uh, food delivery services. Unfamiliar with Seamless. So people have been ordering them, and it's been very, very popular. In fact, uh, the the uh, the number one most popular item at the store that people are ordering through Seamless. Uh, You know, it's rolled out. It started in St. Louis and rolled out into multiple cities, and it's expected to be available in all Burger King's nationwide by the end of the year for folks who don't know this is this is a uh, among the most meat like meats it's mm-hmm. vegetarian but you, you it, lost me at meat like t- tastes like meat um these beyond burgers by the way kevin i'm telling you they no, are i'm sure they're better no they're great yeah they're even better than the impossible burger right the beyond burgers i'm serious of course hey trying to save the planet here man sure all right so people would order the Impossible Burger, and it's on their menu, and they would put it in a bag that says Impossible Burger, and then the restaurant would give it to the delivery person for Seamless and say, we don't really have Impossible Burgers, so be sure to let the customer know when you drop it off that it's not an Impossible Burger, that it's a cow. Now, Why they are you delivered, leaving it up to them? They delivered a whole cow? No, oh. just, just a part of a cow that's oh, been okay. sliced up. Great question, Allie. Why would you even let it get to that point where you're putting it on a non-employee to describe to your customer why you've just delivered something that they didn't order? That's absurd. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I've yeah. ordered things that aren't in the store before, and they just say, we can't get yeah. delivered for you. We're out of it, mm-hmm. whatever. Right, but don't you think that somebody, does this make sense, or is this just me? If somebody orders an Impossible Burger, they don't want a beef burger. Um, I'm going to say yes. That's okay. Correct. Yeah. So you're bringing a beef burger to them. They're hungry. They're waiting. Knock on the door. Guy shows up with a beef burger and says, "Oh, by the way, this is made a cow. This isn't the Impossible Burger you ordered." What's the customer supposed to do at that point? Seems like a big, colossal waste of time to me. Absolutely. Seems like a lawsuit. I'm do wondering. Do they not make it? Do they, they make d- it anywhere? It, yes, they have it in multiple cities. Okay. Not in Brooklyn yet. So why is it even on the menu? Right. Why is it even available for people? And then why do they compound the problem by sending a dude out there to deliver it, right? Well, as you could imagine, the drivers who work for Seamless, they got no skin in this game. They don't work for Burger King. It's not their mistake. They just hand over the food. Wow, that's unbelievable. Thank you. So now you're a customer who may be a vegetarian for health reasons or for animal cruelty reasons or for religious reasons, which I think makes it even worse and now you've been handed this beef burger. What do you what What do you suppose? Somebody said, "Sue, is there a case here?" I yeah, mean, what do you what do you do in this case? I would say it's false so. advertising. Yeah. Well, also, like I don't know if there's a religious belief, but there has to be a religious belief against eating cows. If that, there is, yeah. If that Look person, at India. Yeah. If that person then eats cow and was sort of ordered something else, you would have a lawsuit. I would think so too. I mean, I don't know how they would put a. The other thing I can think is I know that there are a lot of people listening right now, and there would be a lot of people in the jury pool who would say, so you got a f- food that you didn't want. Big deal. No, Suck no, it no. Up. Relax. This, that's ridiculous. You this know? is the opposite of what you ordered. Right. Yeah, this, I, this, I disagree this, with them. I'm on your side. This is lawsuit time. <laughs> yeah, this isn't skinny fries versus steak fries. Right. Yeah. Right. You ordered a vegetarian item, and you got a meat item, right? And I'm in, I'm, I mean, I can imagine it would do... You know, again, not to exaggerate, but for somebody, particularly for religious reasons, mm-hmm. or God forbid, health reasons, you're allergic. Is that a thing? Can you be allergic to me? Sure. I would think that there would be there could be some potential mental or physical 
damage. Or cholesterol issues, and next thing you know, someone has a clogged artery yeah, and dies. I don't think one, one burger is going to do that Listen, stick with me. I'm trying to get a case. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just don't think they've handled it very well either because they ha- although they have removed the Impossible Burger from the website, they say the issue has been corrected. The item is no longer available as an option. But they don't, you know, we apologize for any confusion, but they don't really, you know, they don't really kind of reach out to people. Hey, if this happened to you, you know, hook us up. We'll give you gift card or something. I don't know. I just feel like something should be done. Gift card seems minimal. <laughs> it does seem minimal. <laughs> so that you can again be screwed by the impossible. <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't a meeting anywhere in a conference room anywhere where they said, let's not put that on the website. We don't have it available. <laughs> right. yeah. Nothing like that. And then somebody else said, hey, why are we putting it in a bag that says Impossible right. Burger? And by the way, why do they have the Impossible Burger, burger bags <laughs> at the Burger King where they don't even sell the Impossible Burger? I just feel like they're, it's almost like they went out of their way to be deceptive. Mm. And then let's tell this guy, oh, it's on you. You go ahead and let him know. Hey, delivery guy. I'm just saying I don't like it. I don't okay. like it at all. I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm we're saying, all with you on that one. I'm saying they're loser hosers is what I'm saying. Uh, none of us are with you on it's that. not sticking. Oh, I got a sweatshirt, I can tell you. Nope. I got a sweatshirt. I got I, I got <sighs> golf tees. I mean, I really went oh, hard. Oh, golf tees. You've <laughs> really merched it up. <laughs> Do you have a grill? <laughs> sure. Right, you want a grill? That. I got your grill. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I got your grill. <laughs> all right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Show, shall we? Do you know that I wake up every day disappointed that I didn't die in the night? Wow. <laughs> That's rough. Uh, you thought that your dream was real and, in a lot of cases, acted on it. Mm. Like, Bean's wife's been angry at him. And mine has, too, by the way. Multiple times. Angry because there's a bad dream of you cheating or whatever it happens to be, and mm-hmm. they carry it right into real life. And you go, yep. hey, um... Was it was it me? Was it a dream? Didn't, didn't do it. More than me doing that? Yep. Uh, animal stories on the show today. And then they say, that's your story. <laughs> as, yes, if, exactly. as if I was involved. <laughs> um, we also have DJ Khaled. Is, he may be crazy. Is I mean, he crazy? Yeah. I mean, he's self-destructing for sure. He already makes has me happy. way more success than he deserves, but apparently he's butthurt about not getting more. Hmm. That's a weird situation. Uh, comedian actor Rob Delaney will join us in studio. TV show is Catastrophe. Uh, and we have Blink-182. Woo! Whoa. Pretty excited about that. They're coming in to talk about Enema 20, uh, their tour with Lil Wayne. They have an announcement to make as well that you might be interested in. Enema is a word in an album title for folks who are confused by that oh. plug. <laughs> just they all Enema just t- had Enemas, so yeah. they wanted to let us know how they went. Can't Enema 20 is their early New Year's resolution for next year. They would explain it to us. Travis got a tattoo live on the air once, <laughs> so he's stepping it up. It's time to get an Enema live on air. All right, so that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening on this Tuesday? Well, you can probably feel it. What's going on? uh, Feel it. The countdown has begun. Countdown Mm. to... It's only 10 months away. 10 months. Coachella 2020. This Friday, June 14th, advanced tickets go on sale for the next Coachella to be held April 10th through 12th and 17th through 19th. Come on now. General admission three-day passes will cost you about $399 plus fees. And again, they're going to go through uh, the festival's layaway plan if you want to do that. You don't want to pay that full amount up front. Um, The one change 
is you can put a lower down payment of 25 bucks to be followed by six monthly installments to pay off the balance. But it's not even the 4th of July yet. Right. Much less Labor Day, much less right. Christmas. Didn't it used to go on sale like January, February? It felt like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it did, but for a while it's been moving yeah, forward. Yeah, they've been inching, inching up. Because the more money they can get before the lineup is announced, the better it is for them, correct? They're probably going to start likely, doing it yeah. as you leave, as you exit. Yes. Right. Coachella, right. you have to card. buy tickets for the next year. <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, if you want to come back next year, you have to buy them now or you won't be allowed. <laughs> the advance on sale is scheduled to open at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Friday. And you're going to be limited to four passes each. And if you want to camp out, you're limited to two campsites per order. And obviously, there's no lineup. Yeah. That'll be in several months, so... Just kind of good faith that you're going to dig it. Oh, speaking of faith, how about, how about Limp Biscuit headlining? I don't hate it. Limp Biscuit for Coachella? I like it. I like it. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to throw, since there's room, it's Coachella. Let's get a little Clownvis on the act. Oh, Why not? Right. Right. Why not? A little Clownvis. So this is being held in April, 10 months away. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodstock 50 is being held August 16th and 18th. I thought and that was over. Oh, no, it was back on. Back on. Right. Remember? Um, but yesterday they lost their venue. Oh. Oh. So I feel like that's bad. Venue right? as in Woodstock? Watkins Glen <laughs> International, bless you. Watkins Glen International terminated Woodstock 50's site license, leaving the troubled concert without a home. The racetrack cited its contract with Woodstock 50 for its reason for scrapping the permit. By the way, tickets still have not gone on sale for this. Wow. Again, and it's supposed to be in August. August 16th. Through the 18th. At some point, dude, you'd have to just say... Just call it. This isn't yeah. it. Yeah. This isn't it. It's turning into the fire Festival. It's ridiculous. But they told TMZ we're in discussions to another venue to hold it. And we look forward to sharing oh, the new location stop it. when tickets go on sale uh, in the coming weeks. Unfortunately, it's going to have to be held in Arkansas. It's the only place we could get on short notice. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? Yeah. And are all the people that are on this bill just waiting? Or is there like a contract they have a, where... I can't imagine they haven't lost most of the bands by now, if not all. Yeah, because yeah, if you're Santana, you're like, look, I can't keep that weekend blocked out if it's not happening. Yeah. I need to find right. other Santana work. needs Yeah, work. you didn't go Jay-Z, but you went Santana. He's people very popular. In demand, absolutely. Uh, we got to send Beer Mug, though. You to, know I mean? Do we know where? Wherever. 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 Okay. Wherever. Okay. where in the world. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. Send them in. Okay. To do what, Jensen? Basically, firefest it. I want to see what's going on at Woodstock. Okay. Yeah, we need a reporter on the ground. Plus, if they need someone to stall, he's fantastic at <laughs> yes. it. He's he's found that out. Yep. And he and he needs to wear the same outfit. Correct. As he wore the weenie rose, the hula, the hula skirt. A hula. Dave did call it a hula skirt. Yeah. Hulu? Yeah. yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. You guys, uh, what side of the bed do you sleep on? Uh, Left side or the right side? Well, facing the bed? No, as you're laying in the bed. Is then I'm in the, the left, left side. Or the right? Okay. Left side. Uh, same. Okay. Bean? I'm trying to think. So not facing the bed, being in the bed? You're Correct. in the bed. Yeah. I'm on the right side. Yeah, of course you are. People who sleep on the left side of the bed consider themselves more left-brained. People who sleep on the right 
consider them, themselves more right-brained. The statistic emerged in a new study of 2,000 Americans, which found that those who sleep on the left side are more likely to prefer oldies music and drama films, whereas the right side of the bed prefer rock film and action flicks. Kevin, you got to move to the right side. What's wrong with me? (laughs) That's part of my problem, maybe. Although the stats also followed political affiliation. You right-winger bean. This Uh is sleeping on the right side of the bed. This might be another one of the dumbest studies in history. Yeah. Am I just imagining this, or did I grow up hearing that the man should sleep on the side of the bed closest to the door? That's for the, protection? Correct. For protection, in the yeah. event of a break-in. That right? is why I picked the other side. I was Me like, too. You know, I was Me like, too. I want to change. <laughs> women want equal rights. Let her get the killer me. first. Sure. Yeah. You both aren't closest to the door, really? I'm, I'm not. not closest to the door. Because I'm and, here, and here's why. We do have a reason, at least in, in, in this house, because I sleep next to an open door to the outside. For the air, because I like it much colder than Donna does. Oh, so and the air doesn't go past you. Well, it's it is not as it, it, it's. I mean, it can be windy, and it's not as. It windy. stops right after you. The wind. Right, it does. I block it. <laughs> Mine but I'm is saying, I mean, she, she's not practically outside like I am okay. when I sleep. That's okay. Why. Yeah, I just do it because she'll die first if uh, someone comes. I in. mean, valid, absolutely. <laughs> That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, the survey also revealed that right siders tend to prefer wine over beer. Right, Bean? That's you. No. Uh, left siders are the opposite. So beer over wine. What? Who? Yeah, so no dumbest sense. study no ever. Sense. Who did this? Someone. <laughs> I don't know. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> However, speaking of sleeping, any of you use like apps that track your sleep? No. Nope. I had no? one of those beds that does it, but then I remember, I think I told oh, you yeah. I returned it. Yeah. I didn't like it. It was a whole ordeal. Yeah. I remember that. Well, they're saying, um, yeah, don't use those trackers because people are so stressed and obsessed with the trackers yeah. that they're not having adequate sleep. The condition is called orthosomnia. It can cause stress and anxiety, which produces hormones that keep you awake. So as you're laying there going, all right, well, at least tomorrow I'll wake up and find out, you know, how much I slept. I'll look at my tracker. You're producing hormones that's keeping you Hmm. awake, stressing about your sleep tracker. I mean. This is all dumb. Okay. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work just to lay down. You know who's not dumb? Who? Actual cannibal. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. It's his birthday, you guys. Shia LaBeouf. Happy birthday, Shia. Do you remember that, uh... Actual cannibal. So good. So good. Joshua Jackson, right? Dawson's Creek. Mighty Ducks movies. Cruel Intentions. The Affair. Fringe. Fringe. Fringe, right. Good Lord. And, I mean, Hugh Laurie. You kidding? Who's better than Hugh Laurie? I'm enjoying him very much on Hulu's, uh, sorry, Dave, Hula's uh, Catch-22 right now. Excellent. Hugh is one of the stars. He's great on it. Excellent. Loved him on Veep. Wonderful in-house. Mm-hmm. Great and, in everything. And Peter Dinklage, right? Good day. Good day for birthdays. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. By the way, uh, before we get into this uh, next topic about uh, getting in trouble because of somebody's dream, which I'm interested in, <laughs> uh, congratulate me on my new pets. Oh, congratulations. Congratulate me on my new pets. I'm very excited to hear what it is exactly, because I, in you my mind, I imagine exotic. We have a, a, they're temporary, unfortunately. We have a bee swarm oh. in a tree in our yard right now. You know what a bee swarm is? 
It's yeah. a swarm of bees. It's when a hive is a hive is too successful. It's got there, you know, and it's very rare these days. Is bees are in a lot of trouble. Even though I'm all about them bees, sure. but the the hive becomes too successful, and they accidentally somehow end up with a second queen. So the hive splits up, and a yes. queen takes half the bees, and the other queen stays with the other half. So I have about two thousand honeybees in a tree in my yard right now, and they're getting ready to, for war. No, they're they're, fight they're, each other. They're they're, they're the all two queens, dude. No, you can't have two queens. You know no. that. That's a fight to the death. So uh, so there's these thousands of bees that are all surrounding this queen and keeping her cool while she rests. And pretty sweet deal, Allie, If you can yeah, get that, yeah, sounds wonderful. And then when she's ready, she will alert the the uh, the rest of the bees to leave and go find a new hive. They'll go start a new hive someplace else. And it is the most fascinating thing to watch because you just look up in the sky and it's. Literally, it's about two thousand bees. Hey, oh my gosh. In my in my front yard, and it's just been so much fun. I am really running out of names, though. I, I'm not going to lie when I tell you. You're it's not been naming tough. bees. It, I'm naming as many of them as I can, but it's real tough. Uh, did you ever think about becoming a beekeeper? Because our guest later, Mark Hoppus, runs a full bee setup. <gasps> I have very much thought about becoming a beekeeper. Are you kidding me? Many different times. In England, Mark Hoppus had a full beekeeper set up. Three or four different full, I don't know what you would call them, but those boxes that have, Oh, you know, my God. Yeah. I need, I need oh, private instruction. Jensen, way to go. Now that's all we're going to talk about when Blake comes in. <laughs> hey, so anyway, it, it's very exciting. And I guess the reason I wanted to mention is, A, I'm a proud papa here. But B, don't be afraid of bees, people. And if they're honeybees, you don't, you don't kill them. You don't. How are you a proud uh, papa? Well, just because they're in my yard. I see. Mm. Okay. They're in my yard on my property. Mm. So anyway, uh, my wife put it up on the Instagram yesterday, on her Instagram yesterday, if anyone follows her and wants to see the swarm. But uh, it's been very exciting. It's been a lot of fun. I'm sure. A lot of fun. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a party. I mean, it does really sound like a party. Can we all come? I, sure. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would love to come to a yard with 2,000 bees. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, Kevin. You had next on Kate Beckinsale when she broke up with Michael Sheen, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, because she right? seems crazy. She seems like a lot of fun. When we've had her on the <laughs> show before, she is adorable and she's fun and she's funny and she seems like she doesn't take herself too seriously and she seems to have a great time with her family and that is why she is in the news right now. What uh, what happened here? What happened with her dream? She had a dream that her twenty year old was doing a ridiculous amount of cocaine. And when she woke up, she texted her daughter to ask her about that. Are you taking a lot of cocaine? Because I just had a very realistic dream. So she didn't wake up and think, oh, that was a weird dream that I had, but clearly it's not real. She woke up thinking, oh, maybe I had a vision of something that's actually going on in real life and I should investigate. Then she posted it, and this is the text. Are you doing a lot of cocaine? Imagine getting that text out of the blue from your mother. Her daughter says, um, dot, 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 question mark, question mark. I'm doing zero cocaine. What's happening? And then she goes, hello? Which I assume means she didn't respond. She which, didn't at all. such a weird thing to write, are you doing cocaine? No, I'm not. And then no response. And then her daughter says, I physically couldn't be doing less cocaine. <laughs> and then she says, you, uh, you can't send me that and then not, uh, and then go silent. Correct. Which is, of course, true. And then she said, I had a dream you were doing uh, a lot, so I was mad. That's that's bizarre to wake up from a dream and go, must be true. <laughs> and I feel like if I'm going to send that to my daughter, I'm going to wait for her response and then reply back to it. I'm yeah. not going to let my daughter sit there going, my mother's a lunatic. Yep. She mm-hmm. has lost her mind. What is mm-hmm. happening? 
Or that someone told her. She does end with, you are a lunatic in capitals. <laughs> yeah. Which is true. Yeah. And you don't want to think someone told your mom, but you know your daughter's doing exactly. a ton of coke. Yeah. What's that, uh, what's that step, though, where she believed that it was a vision, that she was tapping into some reality that she didn't know about while she slept? Have you, ever, have you ever had a dream that ends up giving you some sort of weird premonition? I premonition. 99% of the time do not remember my dreams oh, when I wake I've up. I've had a ton of, a ton but of also premonition when, dreams. But also when you wake up, don't you go, oh, that was just a dream. Yeah, I, I do mean, that never most text of the time. my kid and go, you, you're doing a lot of cocaine? Oh, obviously. But I'm saying I've had dreams that come true for sure. That have come. That's a different story, though, I like think. Like this right here, a Kevin and Bean is my dream. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I've had dreams before where, like, I wake up, someone showed up in my dream, and then that person I hadn't spoken to in 20 years, like, calls me the next day. Yeah, that happens, I think, to a lot of people. There's yeah. just, like, some weird subliminal thing or someone you haven't thought about in forever Boom in your dream. But I'd like to say different topic. Yeah, sure. But hold on. How does that happen? It's very weird. Like, how does the universe make that happen? I don't know. The universe is a a funky bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I feel like um, that's a different topic. Okay. Okay. Okay, Okay, Jeez. My God. I'm just saying, Kevin, we're riffing. We're just having a conversation. (laughs) But I'm saying we're trying to head to a point here. Kevin is the guy you don't want to stand next to at a party. I'll tell you that. People like free flowing. Convo, man. <laughs> what? So much stay on topic. All right, we're going to oh. take calls on your dream came true. Nope, no, that's not no. Well, then why don't you ever get to the point? Stay on topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, Allie, Jensen, yes. Kevin, yes. have you ever had a dream that was so real that you believed when you woke up it was true? I mean, what? Thirty seconds or four hours? Makes a big difference. Well, because usually you come to your senses and you go, "Yeah, oh, that was stupid." But it can That's stick with you. It can stick with you all day. Yeah, but do you act on it? Ever? That's the question. Have you ever acted? I have on never. It? No. Because Kate Beckinsale had the dream and acted on it. Right. Actually, texted her daughter. I had a friend uh, went over to her house for dinner, and she was very cold with her husband. And I was like, "Ooh, you guys have a fight." And I was just joking around. I'm like, hey, this is a fun dinner party. You guys going to be okay? (laughs) And her husband said, and I quote, yeah, she had a dream that I cheated. She's been mad at me all day. And I looked at my friend and I said, you're psychotic. That's insane. That's nuts. But all day, she's like, I don't know. It was so realistic. There's got to be a reason I dreamt it. Oh, no. I was like, you're awful. Really, why are we at this dinner party? You should have canceled. I do wake up sometimes and I go, oh, man. Oh, that's awful. And I look over and I go, oh, she's still here. It's like uh, uh, Danielle stayed with me. You should thank your lucky stars every morning. I do. But that, I do have that feeling where at first you're like, <gasps> and then, oh, all's good. It was a dream. I've never had a dream that I acted on, though, ever. Even just a little bit. Like, yeah. Usually you just have a dream and you go, that was a dream. Uh, and I'm glad that's not true. Have right. you ever had a bad dream about someone and then called to check up on him? I don't think so. Oh, I've done that. I have. I don't yeah. think so. Because that would be following That would be following, yeah. Following yeah. How did your friend's uh, husband slash partner, whatever you said, Allie, how, I mean, you can't dig your way out of that hole because you say, hey, it was just a dream. I didn't cheat on you. It's not my fault. And that doesn't make the wife feel any better, right? Right. Because she's convinced that something's going on because of how real it felt to her. Yeah, he he basically was making a joke out of it, which I think once we all were, she mm-hmm. was kind of like, oh, maybe I am being a bit of a psycho. But you don't want to hear really from your husband, relax, 
Stop that being a psycho. Does that, that help? That doesn't help doesn't the situation, help. Oh. I have found. Okay. Um, right. that knows but I think help. when we all started making fun of her, like, dude, you gotta get over it. All right, let's do Jade real quick before the break. We're talking about you had a dream or someone had a dream that was so realistic that they acted on it. And Jade is in Whittier to contribute to the conversation about her dad. Hey, Jade, what's up? Hey, party people. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, yeah, no, I was about seven years old and I woke up for school and my dad was in my room, like, ready to wake me up, but he was crying and I was like, what's going on? And he ended up telling me, like, you're not going to school, you're going to just, like, spend the whole day with me. He took me to Toys R Us and then he took me to Disneyland and he just spent, like, the whole day with me because he dreamt, like, that I died and I was so out of it. I didn't know why, but what I just a remember sco- enjoying it. What a score for you. Yes. Right? Oh, you're not going to school. All right. <laughs> oh, I Disneyland? Mean, okay. He well, wanted yes. to make your last day on Earth as pleasurable as possible. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a lot of regret. Maybe he yelled at me too many times, and he's like, man, <laughs> I need to make it up to her. At some point, did he tell you he had the dream, and did you say you're crazy? No, I just kind of... Played along. I was like, "Okay, fine. I'm not going to school." I was telling oh, good point. Yeah, if you tell them that, then you have to go to school. Great. That's a good point. You got to go with it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you did the right thing. Take advantage <laughs> of your father's delusion. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the call, and we appreciate your listing. What a what a happy, happy chipper voice, by the way, Guys, for first thing in the morning from Jade. Yeah. A plot twist. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jade's a ghost. <laughs> we just got a call from a ghost. Wow. Whoa. I didn't even yeah, think about that. Whoa, she's she was already dead, you guys. Jade? Oh, Jade died on her way to Disneyland 20 years ago. one 800 520 We'll take your calls next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about people who had dreams and then acted on them. Uh, Andrew in Fontana. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, sorry. Your alarm's um, going yeah, off, my... <laughs> Where are you supposed to be right hey, now? Uh, yeah, what's what's that alarm for? Uh, I'm on my way to work, so uh, I'm just getting phone calls from work. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. phone call. Okay, hey, where are you? you? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Tell us about your dream. <laughs> so, so um, it actually wasn't my dream. It was my wife's dream, and... Um, I had woken up one morning and she was just kind of above me, staring at me. And she was, con- I guess, all night. She said she was contemplating punching me in the face <laughs> because of the fact that, because of the fact that she was, uh, she had a dream and she thought it was so realistic and she thought I had cheated on her mm-hmm. and I was laughing at her the whole time. So she just took it to like a whole another level. <laughs> she stood over you with her fists clenched, ready to punch you in the face. 
Yeah, she was just, uh, she said that she was so upset. Like, she was just contemplating. She thought that it was real and that she thought well, something was going to be happening. It's interesting to me that you say she took it to a whole nother level when you're the one who cheated on her. Do you ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to lie. She knows Seriously. Now. <laughs> no? Okay. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that all the calls uh, that people had dreams are uh, <clears throat> women. Oh, that yeah, is that interesting. Seems hey, to be going in that you, direction. Are you guys still married, Andrew? Yeah, we are. We are. Oh. I, I knew she was always crazy. I knew are, she yeah. was always crazy, but... Are you still cheating? <laughs> I hope not. You hope not? <laughs> well, Sounds okay. like you got away with it. That's awesome. <laughs> Sounds like you got away with it. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had... You, you you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. That's a great oh, question. I love it. That's a great question. <laughs> when did your parents record that, Kevin? Because it's, uh, the quality is so good. It's clear. Like, did they have dare a tape you. recorder at the time? How dare you? When you were fourteen. <laughs> All right, we're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067 about dreams that you acted on. It seems so real that you couldn't shake it when you woke up. Let's go to Santa Clarita, line five, please. Let's say hi to our friend Candy. Hey, Candy. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? We are good. Thanks good. for listening. What's, Thanks for holding. What's up? Well, when I was about five, I had a dream that I felt smoke and my house was on fire. And my teddy bear was next to me telling me I need to wake up and start screaming that. And I was arguing with my teddy bear that I would get in trouble because I didn't smell smoke or think the house was on fire. And my teddy bear was like yelling at me, yes, you do, yes, you do, do it now, do it now. And I'm like, but I'm going to get in so much trouble. My dad's going to think I'm nuts. So somehow my teddy bear decided that or kept talking to me and I went ahead and woke up screaming. The house was on fire and I smelled smoke everywhere thinking, I'm in so much trouble. But the house was on fire. But was the house on fire? It was on fire. The house was on fire. Why? Is that a dream then? Is that when you just became aware that the house was on fire? Also, I want to throw out the theory that she set the house on fire just so oh. that the teddy bear dream didn't seem Maybe crazy. it was the teddy bear that set the yeah. house on fire. Yes, Think of that's that. my theory, too. The teddy bear was actually red. You never know. Oh, right. Okay. Candy's yeah, that wasn't crazy. a dream, but we're glad you called and we're glad you're okay. We're glad you got away from that awful teddy bear. Thank you so much. Let's go to, uh, wow, we got some good ones here, you guys. You want to go to line six? Let's say hi to Mary in L.A. Hey, Mary. Good hey. morning. Good morning. Good What's morning. happening? What's going on? Good, thank you. What was your so, dream? What's going on? Uh, I'm from LA, but my entire family's Peruvian. And I don't know if it's a Peruvian thing or it was just a my family thing, but basically when you have a bad dream, you have to say it before noon because it will come true. You have to, Wait, say, so, you have to say it out loud? You have to tell people? Yeah, you have to say it out loud. You got to tell the neighbor, tell the person you dreamt about, anyone. Like, it doesn't matter if you turn to your dog and say it. As long as you put it out there, okay. you're going to be safe. So that, okay. So I, so I had a dream that my grandma died. And I was like, no, she's healthy. She's fine. I was like six or seven at the time. Didn't think anything of it. And my mom was always consistent saying, like, you got to make sure you say it. I didn't say it. Didn't think anything of it. And grandma died the week after. So I lived with the consciousness that I did it, that I killed her. Well, uh. you did. I yeah. mean, that's what we're saying. I mean, that's yeah. science. I didn't know science. we, yeah, I've never spoken to a true murderer. Right. How did you, you go on? murdered your grandma. <laughs> Mary, um, I mean, look, I'm not disputing your story, but how old was your grandma when she died? She was up there. She was like 
like it in 89. So I'm like, okay. 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 all right. I just feel like at any time you could have thought your grandma would die. And at some point you were going to be right. The woman was 89. She had like 20 more good years. It didn't happen when she was 41. I mean. Being that sweet of you to try to talk someone out of the fact that they murdered their grandma. But we do have to face the facts. Did you have a teddy bear? (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't make eye contact with anyone at the funeral because I felt like they knew it was my fault. Oh, my God. That's a lot of shame. That's very sad, actually. Now I'm sad. That's that's a lot to put on a seven-year-old, for sure. Hey, when we put her on hold, let's get her address and stuff. Maybe turn it into the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. All right. Let's go to... Oh, you want more? You want to try to top that? Oh, we don't need to. No, one more. One more. Always take one more. He's committed. All right. Why take... You know what we always say, right? Yep. Why take one more when you can take one more too many? Let's talk to Mike in La Palma. Hi. Hi. I was, uh, when I was a kid, I had a, this dog that I really loved. I had this vivid dream that the dog died. So I woke up and I was crying and I went downstairs and I told my dad that I had a dream Bear died. And dad says, well, Bear didn't die, but he killed your cat. <laughs> Good morning, Mike. <laughs> Sounds like your household was pretty chill. You want cereal or what do you want, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For calling. It's Kevin and I think I would listen to this show. And I know that I would listen to animal stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. Well, Allie, you happy? Yes. You proud of yourself? Very. How long have you been slut-shaming April the giraffe? Oh, is she fake pregnant again? Nope, she's done. They put her on birth control. Oh. April the giraffe. That's has... because she wants to hoard up more. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. April the giraffe <laughs> has had five kids, by the way. She's only 17. She's had five children already. It's about time they tied her tubes or something, right? She is at the Animal Adventure Park in Harpersburg, New York. She or Harpersville, New York, rather. She became very famous when the park decided to live stream her fourth pregnancy and then her fifth one. So she's a very popular viral giraffe. More uh, famous to some of us than others. Well, as be- being watched every minute of every day. He's a delight. He also paid for text updates. <laughs> she, I did. That's true. Uh, she was uh, pregnant for 15 months, by the way, the first, the second time, and 16 months the first time uh, that we watched her on the live stream. Anyway. Uh, they've, they've retired her, basically. Hell of a live stream for 16 months. Yep. She uh, has retired it to 17, and I'm happy to say her giraffe insurance provider has covered her birth control, so she is going to be fine. They are moving on. Uh, you know how every once in a while on the local news you see a story that says, hey, be careful, we've seen coyotes in Brentwood, or yep. there's a mountain lion, or a bear got too close to somebody's house. Well, imagine if you were living in South Africa, and they came on the radio, and they said, hey, uh, guys, we had a incident with the fence over there at the Kruger National Park. There are 14 lions on the list. Oh my God. (laughs) 14 lions escaped from the game reserve. 
In a tweet, the province of Limpopo's government urged residents to stay alert. Once and if they're captured, yes, they will be released back into the reserve. I don't know that I'm getting up and going to work if there's 14 lions out there. Yeah, listen, I'm calling in sick because of lions. (laughs) Because of lions, right. I don't know. The news story that I saw yesterday did not seem like they were turning this into a big deal. It was just like, hey, heads up, you guys. If you happen to see a pride walking down the street, just be careful. And you know when lions, you know, walk down the street? Yeah. You know, the movie Jumanji happened. (laughs) Right. The uh, agricultural minister in Poland is in the news right now. Uh, He is is receiving quite a bit of criticism after he proposed removing legal protections for beavers. You have not been able to kill and eat a beaver in Poland. And there's no secret why I'm doing this story. And the the Polish agricultural minister would like to add beaver to the list of edible animals. He said there's a need to regulate the beaver numbers due to the damage that they cause every year to agricultural land. And even though you're allowed to kill them, you're not allowed to eat them. And he would like to change that. He would like to change the protection so that you could eat a beaver. Allie, your thoughts on eating beaver? Um, I mean, it depends on the taste. Some you have to steer clear of, mm-hmm. and that's understandable. <laughs> but, I mean, is it gamey? If it's a delicious beaver, go ahead and go for it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. It's all about the taste. Uh, yeah. Beavers were commonly hunted for food in past centuries. According to most recent estimates, there are more than 55,000 beavers in Poland which is also the name of a movie I rented. Lufkin, Texas is where this story comes from. Police surrounded a house in eastern Texas because they had been received a 911 call about a burglary in progress. The homeowner called and said, I just heard somebody breaking into my house. I heard the window breaking. I'm hiding in the closet, but I left my weapon in the kitchen. Officers rushed to the house for the break-in, obviously concerned that the gun could end up in the hands of the suspect. And they live-streamed this on Facebook, by the way, or they recorded it and put it up on Facebook after. You can actually see them surrounding the home, entering the home. Police, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. And then they came face-to-face with one very frightened deer. It was just a deer that broke into the house. That was an awesome video. Everybody stand down. It's a deer. <laughs> Show me your hands. Show me your yeah, hands. I'm saying that. And it turns the deer's out like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, and finally, and they shooed the deer out using chairs, by the way. <laughs> finally, a couple of uh, alligator stories here, uh, both in uh, Florida, hard to believe. One woman woke up to a loud crash in her home. It wasn't a deer. It was an alligator who had broken into her kitchen and then into the wine cabinet. She told Fox 13 News that the alligator smashed the good stuff, which was her selection of red wine, did suffer some minor cuts, but the majority of the liquid on the floor was, in fact, wine, not blood. The alligator is going to be fine, and the police came and animal services came and took the alligator away. You just, we don't think about that in our part of the world, that an alligator breaks in and starts getting into the liquor cabinet. And the other one is a couple planning a picnic along the banks of Lake Alice in Gainesville, Florida. One of them was being sent off to the military, so it was a pre-deployment sent-off picnic. They had cheese and salami, guacamole, watermelon, grapes, but because it's Florida, you also have alligators. An alligator climbed up onto the bank where their picnic was, annihilated an entire box of of cheese, then moved on and had the salami, then took the watermelon, then took the grapes— and then took not only the guacamole that the bowl that the guacamole was in, he put yeah. the whole bowl in his mouth and swam away. That alligator ruined the hell out of that picnic. But a baller. That's a baller alligator right <laughs> but, there. <laughs> and by the way, the common courtesy is to clean the bowl, put something else in it, and return it to the people that you borrowed it from, right? 
Well, we all know you, you don't return left. You don't return, uh, you know, Tupperware without something in it. He still can. I mean, I guess there's Good still point. time. He can definitely so, fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> but Send so it back. Far, Oh, Jensen. Good God. Uh, Having fun. And that's Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, take it away. You know this uh, this Quibi? What's going on? The mobile-based streaming service is going to do uh, little shows, episodes running about 7 to 10 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Set to launch April 6, 2020. It was founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg. Well, Jeffrey Katzenberg just told the story about Spielberg came in and said, I have a super scary story I want to do. He's writing it himself. He hasn't written anything in a while, so getting him to write something is fantastic. Hmm. He requested that the 10 to 12 chapter story only be viewable after midnight. I love it. It's great. It's a great idea. I love it. So the Quibi team came up with an in-app clock that it's going to count down until sunset, giving viewers a limited window to watch the series each night. It's going to be called Spielberg's After Dark. You guys, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. Clever. I'll never see it. Okay. All right, but you like the idea of it. Yeah, if it's after midnight, mm-hmm. how am I going to see it? Well, a VPN. I mean, always weekends. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's what not it? It's not really after midnight, but it's basically after Sunday, dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I can handle that. Okay. Wow, he did write Close Encounters of the Third, third Kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, had this, he wrote the screenplay for Poltergeist, too. Yeah. He's Dude got can some, write. He's got some scary stuff happening in that noggin. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, some other um, series in the works include a court show featuring Chrissy Teigen. Sorry, I hope you don't think Spielberg is doing these. Okay. <laughs> I, want, I want to make sure you <laughs> he's don't not think. Right, no, he's not involved with uh, a court show featuring Chrissy Teigen, nor is he involved with the reimagined versions of Punked and Singled Out. How However, I wish he was. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg brings you punked. <laughs> kind of be amazing. <laughs> they would the all involve aliens. So. Is he the greatest motion picture director of all time? I put Scorsese above him, but I think it goes Scorsese. He has I think to it be goes top Scorsese five. than Spielberg. Easy. Top five. Yeah, I have him as two. I have him as two, yeah. All right. Uh, Bean, Great discussion, not, everybody. No opinion, Bean? I think he's the greatest. I think Scorsese is amazing at what Scorsese does. Mm-hmm. But I think Spielberg does so many things so well. The fact that he could make a Jurassic Park and also make a Schindler's List. In like the same year, by the way. Yeah, I think uh, I think that makes him the greatest of all time. I really do. Ron Howard in the conversation? He's no? up in the 10. Oh, he's, okay. Yeah, he's great. Coen Brothers, we could do this all day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are a lot of good directors, but if you have to choose one, I think my money's on Spielberg. All right. Okay. Well, we've done it, guys. We, we figured it out. Figured it out. <laughs> Let's just great pack news. up. What about uh, Is that Tar- our goal for today? Tarantino. Tarantino. Coppola. Coppola. These are Look, all top tenors. There are a lot of top good directors. Spike Lee. Spike Lee, top tenor. Um, Can we think his, of any more? What's, <laughs> oh, what's, Fincher. Fincher. What, what's Fincher, his face? of course. Fincher, top ten. What's his face? What's is pretty his good? face? <laughs> got to be top ten. Yeah. Um, Royal Tenenbaums guy. Oh, uh, Wes Anderson. Wes sure. Anderson. Got to be good. on that yeah. list. Yeah. yeah. Good list. <laughs> what about... Uh, I don't know. Two of my favorites. Don't. No one's really talking about them right now. Uh, Polanski and Allen. Hmm. <laughs> Kidding. They're gross. 
Guys, one of the upcoming London episodes of The Late Late Show with James Corden is going to feature a star-studded U.S. versus U.K. dodgeball game. This is great. I love it. Playing this on is the awesome. American side, former well, first lady. names? I mean, oh, former first lady, I know. Well, no, because you've seen it. I, Bean, I've seen it. I don't know if I even remember it. Okay, oh, well, yeah, I do. Okay, go, go, go. Are you sure? Because I don't want to be interrupted five more times. <laughs> oh. Playing on the American side, former First Lady Michelle Obama. Oh, can I guess? I was waiting for one of you. Actors Kate Hudson, Melissa McCarthy, Mila Kunis, Allison Chaney. Let me guess. Uh Uh-huh. Let me guess. Uh Uh-huh. Is the last one uh, Alf? No. Oh, that would be great. No. Lena Waithe. But the British team is going to include Corden. Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. What? Singer Harry Styles, Game of Thrones alum John Bradley, and late late show band leader Reggie Watts. That's an American. Does James not What's have happening? any British friends? I mean, no I, I offense. I bet he does James. like an accent in the whole thing. Guys, um, are we missing the obvious here that it's also men versus women in addition to Americans versus British? Oh yeah. That's right. Well, I did say Cumberbatch though. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's, it's a, just he's got kind of that like fluid feel for mm, me. Sure. Oh, let me guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, she already gave us the whole list. Yeah, I gave, oh. yeah, I gave all you all of them. Names. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, by the way, they're going to be doing this in England next week. The epic dodgeball game slated to air on June 17th on CBS. It's a great idea. Now, dumb question, and I in no way mean this to be sexist. I honestly don't know the answer. Yeah, it hurts when you hit the boobs. Is (laughs) is dodgeball one of those sports where there is no advantage to being male or female? In other words, strength doesn't play a factor in it. It definitely does. Speed of the ball thrown. Speed of the ball is important. Aim is probably aim is the most important. Yeah. well, aim though, that's not a set, that's not, you're not better or worse at it based on your sex. But I'm just saying, you're saying because you can throw harder, that makes it faster. So, advantage male, it sounds like in this Well, game. because the rules of dodgeball, but Cumberbatch, catching it, if you catch it, the person's out. Oh, true. So, yeah. if it's slower, it's easier to catch. We're also talking British dudes. Like, I mean, let's <laughs> that's not, true. Uh, let's that not true. act like they're the athletes of the <laughs> yeah, world. Give me a, a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen Michelle Obama's arms? Yeah. yeah, British better, dudes you know. are practically women. That, I mean, that's what you're saying. Well, was, good luck in your move. Yeah. Have fun in England, Bean. That's, that's that Bean drop at krock.com. Yeah. Good times, you guys. Was that a burp? What no, was that was a, last little, a little part? chuckle. Little okay. Laugh. Wow. Excellent stuff. You guys, I just want to do this story real quick. A Nashville bachelorette. Uh, oh, she was a party guest and went psycho. Trashed the Airbnb in a booze-fueled rampage, earning her a trip to the hospital and then to jail. She did $1,900 worth of damage. Uh, Broken items reportedly destroyed, like, two sets of blinds, a lamp, a chair, front windows broken with her foot, coffee table flipped upside down. She apparently drank two bottles of wine and cops were called at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. is when I saw that. I was like, that can't be right. I'm just saying, homegirl did some partying at this this event. Good stuff. All right, some birthdays. Birthdays for you. Peter Dinklage, Joshua Jackson, Hugh Laurie, and Shia LaBeouf. You guys remember Rob Cantor, the guy that did the song? Where people actual are running cannibal? through the r- people are running through the forest uh, from Shia LaBeouf because he's an actual cannibal. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane and one of my favorites of all time. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. 
He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. Lurking in the shadows. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. I mean, come on. So good. Is there anything better? No. I agree. And that's what happened. That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Wow, look who's come home with his tail between his legs. Look who all of a sudden remembered that America exists. How about that? It's good Rob to Delaney. Hi, friends. Yay. How are you? Very well, thank you. Comedian, author, actor, writer, producer, tweeter, national anthem singer. The man has done it all. A favorite of the Kevin Bean Show for many, many years, but it's been a while since we've had you in it studio. Has. How's good. it been going? Good. I live in London. I drive one of those big red double-decker buses. Oh, and, you drive uh, it. Huh. That's my life now. Eat fish and chips. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no. Did you see that happening to you? At any point, like, was that oh, a place God, where you no. went, oh, my God, that would be great someday? No. Like I mean, Bean I, does. I liked it, you yeah. know, uh, but I lived in L.A., and I was, you know, making pilots here and doing stand-up and trying to get things off the ground here, so where plenty of TV is made, so it's crazy <laughs> that I wound up in London. I was literally doing stand-up over there, and the BBC said, hey, do you want to write a pilot script for us? And I said, yes, please, BBC, and I wrote it and gave it to them with Sharon Horgan, and mm. they said, oh, this is great. We don't want it. And <laughs> so then we, we were like, well, before I go back to L.A., we'll gr- give it to another network over there, Channel 4. And they were like, yeah, we'll do it. And then I thought, of course, it would be canceled. I mean, my wife took a leave of absence from her job <laughs> teaching English. No kidding. Knowing she would be <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I'll see you in three months. Exactly. And and then I figured it would be canceled. And it just it didn't get canceled. Uh, what, what wound up happening? I mean, it's, you know, well-known history. It became a global sensation. You're right, yeah. exactly. The <laughs> biggest show in Four seasons. Country. Four yeah. seasons deep. Four uh, you, deep. You want to back. After for it, we did, yeah. And the Which show is, is so incredible. Honor. It's so, so good, Rob. It's Thank so, you. And also, like anyone who's followed Rob on Twitter over the years, like he's so funny. But he'll make jokes about like the boobs of his neighbor, and like he was just <laughs> a, he was such a ridiculous human. And then to turn on the show and see the heartfelt earnestness of it, I, everyone was blown away, and it's so great. We're very kind, Thank Rob. You. When you started the show, obviously your co-star Sharon was a yeah. big star in Britain. Yeah. Are you a big star in Britain now? Like walking down the street now? I would I would say I'm somewhere between the Prime Minister, Theresa mm-hmm. May, uh-huh. and uh, the my uh, baker. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the local Closer bakery. Closer to which end? Somewhere in there. I don't know. I Middle. mean, that's the eye of the beholder. Okay. But somewhere in there. So, yeah, big, big celeb. What do you miss <laughs> most about America and specifically Los Angeles living so far away? Um, you know, I realize, at, I guess my answer to the last question kind of answers that. I, when I was saying, like, my baker, and you guys were probably like, oh, he pulled that up of his hat. Yeah. No, I have a baker. What Who is has nice a baker? in London? <laughs> we have a baker and a green grocer. It's nice. You can kind of get your fruit here and your bread there and all that stuff. So, it's things are a little more quaint. Um, but yeah, differences. Well, the NHS is amazing. You know, if you mm-hmm. get sick in England, you go to the doctor and they don't ask you for 11 credit cards and a retinal scan. You know, they just take care of it. And it's not free. I mean, your taxes pay for it and stuff, but it is free at the point of use. So that's kind of amazing. I don't know really how I would leave that, especially with kids. Sure, sure. I don't know I would come back here. The only reason I wouldn't move to England, and I get that it's shallow, but um, <laughs> that you can't plug things in in the bathroom. 
<laughs> yeah. That's I a mean, great reason. It's insane to me. Yeah. In order no, to blow dry right. your hair or curl your hair, you have to go out to like a different area. This is true. In our bathroom in the in the flat uh, that oh. we have, uh, in, you know, it, the th- plugs in the bathroom are like only Just for, shavers. for yeah, shavers. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't have a shaver. No one does. I mean, I'm covered in hair. <laughs> and so, and now You my were up for Chewbacca is, at one point, right? Uh, yeah, I was. But uh, I'm sorry that didn't work out for you. I had to keep, you know, licking my lips. It was bad for when we were doing ADR because all the hair in my natural mouth made it hard for me to be. So it just didn't work out. Hey, Rob, speaking of that, we were having this discussion off the air. We were talking behind your back. Um, With Lemmy gone, Mm. do you have the greatest mustache left on earth or no? Here's what I'll say about my mustache is that it's, it's the year of our Lord 2019 and people are, you know, they're doing ironic mustaches and stuff. Mine's not ironic. I like it. I'm happy with it. It's big and bold. And, it's very um, Ron Burgundy. Thank you. We were not slacking on your no, mustache we at all. We were <laughs> saying, it's who's we got a better one? Thanks. You're right. top of the heap right now. Who's oh, got a better one? Be- uh, because, like, Selleck doesn't have it anymore. Trebek oh, doesn't gosh, have it anymore. Right. Yeah. Is it Sam Elliott? Would he be your primary I competition? He, oh, he's got, he's got a beautiful mustache, too. And he's so good-looking, he's not afraid to really never trim it and let it <laughs> yeah. go way down to his belly button. Whereas I don't do that. Um... Yeah, my wife doesn't like it when I have a beard, but a mustache, she's like, look, uh, I like it. Because <laughs> she has to? She, she, no, she really does. <laughs> okay. She's afraid to admit it, or ashamed to admit it. Not afraid. Okay. Ashamed. Will you, do you anticipate staying in England? I do. Like, is that your home now? Obviously, you're raising your children there. They've been there a significant number yeah, of years now, where it feels like home. Our oldest kids are eight and six, and they love their school, which is great, which we can walk to, and that, that's amazing. So, like, I love it here. I didn't flee here, but things are so, you know, plugged in over there. And it's totally viable also to have a career in film and TV and in stand-up. Oh, here's one of the good things, if there's any stand-ups listening. In America, when you tour, you got to get on a plane. Yeah. In the right. UK, I can do I can perform at a big theater in Manchester or Birmingham, still drive back to London and be back in my bed by like 1.30 a.m. Or take the train even. Yeah, exactly. And um, so that's kind of amazing. Um, So nothing is pulling me back here. As much as I love it, it's just I also love it there. At the end of the year, Bean is moving there. I know. Did you know that? And have you picked up any of the accent? Because I want you two to have an accent. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Not really. I mean, because... Try it. Let's hear what... What what should I say? I don't know. It's always difficult when you're giving... That's very regal. Oh, he has a way posher accent than I do. You know, know, when you're asked to do it, it's like, what am I supposed to say? All right, Dean, you do uh, later this year, I'm moving to England. Later this year, I'm moving to England. Oh, God, that was right? good. Yeah. Right around, oh, that's like Ringo. Rob, Liverpool. Ringo with a head in. Yeah. Rob, say, <laughs> say more. Say later, more. This, later this year, I'm moving to England. Oh, oh you're so, so much posher. Watching Downton oh. Abbey. Uh, wow. wow. That's impressive. So are you a, uh, are, did you apply to be a citizen? No. Okay, so this was amazing. You mentioned Yeah, how the, does it work? You mentioned the, that our, our show won a BAFTA. Thank you. I know contractually you had to for me to appear on the show. I wouldn't <laughs> be on if you didn't say that and that we were Emmy nominated. But so with the, when we won the BAFTA, I was so excited. Not because it's great to have a BAFTA, but it is. But because that allowed me to get like the super, like it called, it's called, I didn't name it, the Exceptional Talent Visa. Sweet. Which, oh. is, a, which is a long oh, wow. one. So I like was like doing a jig in the aisles when we got that award because that allowed me to stay there. Because otherwise I'd have to go to this suburb with all my kids and be in this bureaucratic 
power for a whole day trying to get our visas renewed every six months. It was What's it called again? Exceptional talent visa. Exceptional talent visa. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So that is for, I mean, obviously for artists or people who really contribute to the culture. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For job creators and and, uh, people. What's what's below that that Bean will get? Uh, Well, (laughs) Bean will uh, will probably get the friendly gentleman's sejour. Paul McCartney with a head wound. <laughs> Visa. Hey Rob, um, you have a uh, like a production uh, uh, crew or team or uh, a management office or something where you need to hire a person for Here work. Oh hey, that's and a great it starts question. Again. Oh, I should say this. I right now am am uh, fulfilling a dream, which is to be like you guys. And for four weeks on BBC Radio Six Music, I'm actually hosting a music show. Guy Garvey from the band Elbow is making a new record, right? Make it easy, Allie. She's going to have a heart attack. Allie's rolling around like a puppy on the floor. Is that your favorite band of all time? It is my favorite band. Yeah, with good reason. I love Craig Potter. I love Gary. Oh, I I just called him Gary Garvey. That's what I call him. Yeah, when you get excited, Don Gary. Oh, my God. So so he's making a new record. Elbow's making a new record. And uh, so they need... So Killian Murphy filled in for him for a few weeks. And then Mm -hmm. I got Killian Murphy fired. And now I'm doing it. Nice work. Oh, good. Um, Um, He was just supposed to be on for a couple of weeks. You didn't get fired. (laughs) I know. He was amazing. (laughs) And they they hired you and Martin Freeman, too, right? Uh, That's right. Martin Freeman comes after me. Um... And, but anyway, yeah, so four weeks of getting to pick my own tunes and introduce them, and I love it. You know, That's I never, great. I never wanted to do a podcast or anything just because I bore myself. I don't have enough that I want to say. Well. And so <laughs> so doing a radio, my God, you guys are the best. And so, Well, I, you get to pick your own music, too, which is great. So uh, there's no sublime right. on your show. But I'm saying <laughs> yeah. Radio 6 is yeah. a wonder. Oh, and, it's amazing. And, that is, and you're going to get hooked on that, and you're going to be sad when that pro, that internship oh, ends. Oh, I genuinely You really am. are. So but, you don't have a job for being is what you're no, saying. No, uh, the reason I I mentioned that is because I mean there's there are absolutely opportunities and I'm not the only American voice on British radio and there's a lot of great stations so I'm very optimistic okay. uh, for being Let's talk gonna, off the I air won't run. help you and I'll actively <laughs> okay. try to sabotage you but there are opportunities out okay. there for you. Right. Let me put this question remove. out there before the break then because we have many other things to talk about but um I can't believe I'm about to say this because you know Kevin this goes against everything you know about me. Okay. <laughs> is there any chance Rob? Mm-hmm. That you and I can be friends when I move to London. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'd like to be your friend. Look, you can yeah, be his I'm friend gonna, because I'm not beat around the bush. Because you don't have to go anywhere and meet him. You don't have to do anything with well, him. Okay, occasionally, <laughs> I'd like to get together for He'll a He'll email uh, you like once a year. That's his idea of being a friend. <laughs> so it's pretty simple. Oh, that's what Kevin. That's how Kevin does friendship. Me. That's, that's how, how he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's sorry. how he does it. So um, you're good. It's. Yeah, yeah, no, that's magnificent. That's great. We can drink tea. I can make tea now, like a British person. I was so scared to make tea for British guests when they yeah. come over to my sure, house. Sure, of now. course, it's a lot of pressure. They don't even know they drink it. They think they're drinking real tea. And the uh, <laughs> the sweetener or sugar goes in first, right? Then the tea, then the milk, right? Um, Somebody's been studying. Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, that's how you do it. That's if a proper you do sugar. I, I don't, but a lot of people do. Wow, you are more manly than I ever imagined. More on that after the break. Rob Delaney is here. The show is called Catastrophe. You can see all four wonderful seasons on Amazon. Quick break. Back with Rob after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Rob Delaney is in studio. Hang on, Kevin. I'm getting some information in my ear here. Okay. Hmm. He's not? Acting going on. Mm -hmm. uh, We were told he was in Detective Pikachu. He's not? Oh, (laughs) 
I got cut we're from gonna, it. We're gonna have to. <laughs> that I'm is sorry. Awful. I'm sorry, Rob. We're out of time. Uh, we were we were misinformed awful. when we booked you. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, what happened? Yeah. So you know what's funny is I got a, an email from the director being like, "Hey, do you have a second to chat?" And I was like, "Oh, do I have a do I have a second to chat? I know what this is." And so then he called me. And I psyched myself up for it, and I figured he was going to say I was cut from the movie because I reviewed what I remembered my scenes in the movie, and I was like, hmm, fun as they were, I'm not sure that they were essential not that important. to the story. <laughs> story. And it's funny because in Catastrophe, we sort of judge if an episode is good or not by how much stuff we had to cut out that we love. Mm-hmm. So you definitely have to do that. And so, yes, I'd like to be in that movie just because I'm vain mm-hmm. or whatever, but, um, and I like people. To look at me and clap, sure. but I, I understand the decision. <laughs> yeah. Like it was not. It was like in the beginning, I talked to the main character, and I'm like, "So, gonna be doing some Pokemon?" And then at the end, I'm like, "Did you do your Pokemons?" And like, easy, easy to see. Why. I feel like it buttoned it up. So <laughs> yeah, I know. No? The audience now is like, "What? What was he doing that whole time?" Wait, the director called you? Yeah. Because here yeah. you just find out on social media. There's yeah, no... no. The director is a very nice guy named huh. Rob Letterman, uh, who I I haven't seen Detective. Pikachu yet, but he made um, Goosebumps. Well, talk to this dork. Yeah. 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 Jensen saw it twice. I, so my wife and kids have seen it, uh, but he made uh, Goosebumps, mm-hmm. RL sign up with sure. Jack Black. Did you see that? I, I it's did. Amazing. I did see it. It's better so, than it should be, much like right? Detective you, Pikachu yeah, I put in it on theaters with, now. Yeah, I put it on with my kids and I was like, yeah, let's watch some Goosebumps. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I've been <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. Is there any part of you, because you're always looking for the comedy in life, Rob, mm-hmm. that thinks it's hilarious that you you got cut out of Detective Pikachu, which may even oh, yeah. be better than being in Detective oh, Pikachu. Do you know? Here's a tortured metaphor for you. I think success is built. You know, it's built, you, you can capitalize on success, but then you also have to just get brutally bodied by failure and bad things. It's kind of like at the end of Back to the Future when they have the Mr. Fusion uh, thing on the back of the flux capacitor. Right. It can use anything as fuel. Trash, you know, I mean, a rainbow, whatever. So I feel like I have a Mr. Fusion attached to my flux capacitor. I see. I, I love it when bad things happen. You do. I'm like, you think you're going to bad, you think your bad thing's going to stop me? I just ate your bad thing and farted out a miracle. So when I got, when I got cut out of Detective Pikachu, I only grew stronger. <laughs> <laughs> this is the voice of our friend Rob Delaney here at the Kevin Bean Show talking about, among other things, Catastrophe Season 4, available along with the rest of the series on Amazon Prime. You are in another movie that is not Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. that is coming out soon that looks amazing. Yeah. Starring Fat Russell Crowe. No, in fact, <laughs> that is the that is a different Roger Ailes project. What? Roger Ailes in this film is played by John Lithgow. Oh, who, nice. Wow. Since With a you, British accent? Yeah, and since you brought him up, uh, he... <laughs> Uh, the way that I met him was he was sitting behind a monitor when me, like a, you know, not the lead in the film, is doing a scene. And he came out in all his gigantic fat makeup, clapping and going, like, that was lovely. And uh, he was he was the nicest guy in the world. And I couldn't believe, like a little kid, he was watching my stupid scene. Um, That's anyway, awesome. Yeah, so, but it's I'm nice that, to hear about people like that. Yeah, so he plays Roger Ailes, who started Fox News and uh, under Rupert Murdoch. And, yeah, Charlie's Theron plays Megyn Kelly in it, and I play Megyn Kelly's producer. So when Megyn Kelly is, you know, grappling with, do I blow the whistle on this guy, and, you know, really operating in a very murky gray area, I kind of 
of confer with her about whether or not that's a good idea. And, and then uh, you're like, and Santa isn't black. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Santa is pitch black. <laughs> Santa is so black, he can't see him unless he smiles. Now, uh, <laughs> forgive me if this is a dumb question because obviously you're an actor and you can play any kind of character, but it, it, working at Fox News goes against everything you personally believe in. Was it a Fair weird second second skin to put on every day to go into work? No, it was it wasn't because the first of all, it stars Charlie Theron, who's amazing, and all my scenes were with her. And then it's directed by Jay Roach, who made the Austin Powers movies, oh, Meet the Parents, meet, all the Meet the Parents movies. I mean, he's amazing, and so I knew that they it wasn't going to be some you know propaganda screed in either direction. And what's really cool about it is like, look, I don't want to have lunch with Megyn Kelly, right? I think that the stuff that she peddles is is bad for our souls. However, she's still a human woman and doesn't deserve to be, you know, spat on. Of course. And and that's what was happening to a lot of the women there. So it's a it's a super interesting story. So, I mean, of course, I read the script, which was written by Academy Award winner Charles Randolph, who wrote the big short. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this is amazing. People definitely are going to love this. And uh, even more so if I'm in it. <laughs> so, so forgive me for the mix-up at the beginning because there are those two competing projects. So right. yours is is a theatrical big screen, is a, right? Is a film, yeah. And, and the other one, I think, is, is a, a t- TV, TV show, right? Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. a TV series, right? Yep. Basically, a limited right. edition. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. That sounds great. When's that, Rob? I think that is. I, I can't say honestly because I okay. don't exactly know, and I wouldn't. Wanna. Do you know if you're in it? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I know people who've seen cuts of it, and I'm in it to, to, up to now at oh, least. Today. Okay. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to cut me out. But, uh, <laughs> I would like if they replace you with Detective Pikachu, though. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> be a real slap on the, the face. first time. <laughs> How long are you in town for this time around, Rob? Uh, just a couple days, yeah. Which I mean, restaurants are you going to insist on hitting while you're here that you've missed? Uh, well, I mean, the, I try to eat a couple meals a day at the Apple Pan um, on Pico. Okay. If I get the Apple Pan and then, like, tacos por favor in Santa Monica, mm. oh, then I'm so, good. So all the biggies. I'm good. Yeah, those are, that's where I try to get most of my sustenance. <laughs> uh, Rob Delaney, we love you. It's great to see you. We hope we'll stay in touch. We hope, uh, I hope especially you'll give me your number so we can be oh, friends. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But people... before we let you go... Allie's got 60 seconds with. She's going to just rapid-fire oh, questions great. at you. And just first thing that comes to your mind, here's yeah. 60 seconds with Rob Delaney. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Is Die Hard a movie? Yes. What British word do you wish Americans used? Uh, the C word. Oh. More. Mine is Belland. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? Yes. If animals could talk, which one would be the biggest a-hole? A zebra. Creepiest thing you could say to a stranger you pass in the street? Is this infected? <laughs> Dream dinner date? Stevie Wonder. Twizzlers or Red Vines? Twizzlers. Did you have a nickname growing up? 30-year-old Rob as a child. Because <laughs> yeah. you were hairy? Because I was so big and hairy. Oh, biggest difference between Brits and Americans? Uh, floss. You could join the cast of any TV show, past or present. Which one would you choose? Uh, Present, the OA is my favorite show. Okay. What was your first job? Uh, Paperboy. What do you think is your best trait? Um, The stomach hair. What is your worst trait? (laughs) Uh, uh, Toenails. (laughs) <laughs> just, just that I have them. Wow. Yeah, why rare. do I have toenails? That's rare. I'd like to go back to your best trait, if we could, okay. just for a second. 
stomach hair. Stomach hair is an odd People love it. Yeah. The people love it. Okay. People <laughs> love it. I also think we missed a word in is Die Hard a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did I you say- leave out Christmas? <laughs> yes, you did. What did was that? Is Die Hard a Christmas oh, movie? Oh, I love it. But I just it. said, is it a movie? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Is Die Hard a movie is what you said, yeah. Well, is uh, it? Yeah. Rob was correct. Christmas movie. Okay. Rob was correct. Rob got that one right. Come see us anytime, sir. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. Jensen, you have been, of course, you were the uh, longtime uh, rap correspondent here on the Kevin and Bean Show, and you have been following a story that is really starting to bubble over right now. It's great, especially for people uh, who, and I think it's everyone, uh, hate DJ Khaled. Oh, he dr- uh, I don't think it's unnaturally, but I hate him with the fire of a thousand suns. Well, It's I, insanity how much he just yells and promotes himself. I get a lot of questions from people asking me what DJ Khaled does for a living. People don't fully understand it because he doesn't produce the song and he doesn't necessarily rap. He just yells his name. And what he does is he kind of curates these songs. Like the way back in the day, the DJs and hip hop were putting together mixtapes and getting rappers to rap on certain beats. He does that, but now on sort of an album level. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, a, yeah. like what Quincy Jones did to an extent. Right. Yeah, but Quincy Jones on the produced. beginning of every album didn't go, Quincy Jones! <laughs> right? <laughs> or did he? I, maybe I'm not. He didn't. He didn't. Okay. He didn't jump in the middle of James Ingram right. singing and scream his own name. <laughs> but do we, does DJ, again, I don't know, mm-hmm. I'm not that familiar with him, but does DJ Khaled deserve the credit for having the idea to put, say, Justin Bieber together with this producer no. and with this hook? Is he building the song? No. If anything, he just gets credit for, uh, I guess, technically producing in a sense, like, make sure you're here at 7 p.m. We're all going to be at the studio. Yeah, I mean, that's the only credit I can fully give him. He doesn't necessarily have full visions. It's just he's been putting these records together. But really what he's become famous uh, because of is his internet online presence. He's very much online, uh, always on Instagram, talking about positivity and major major keys. Just basically, he's like, uh, if if Tony Robbins was like a rapper in a way, uh, and it's very annoying and very... uh, It's over the top. Yeah. So he had a new album come out uh, last week, and uh, it was called Father of Assad, which is a reference to his kid. And they put so much money into the marketing. I mean, he was everywhere from Saturday Night Live to uh, he had a full Pepsi endorsement, all these things. And, you know, he's always talking about he the best, we the best, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. His album came in number two. What a nightmare for him. Behind L.A. rapper Tyler, the creator's new album, which is Igor, which had almost no marketing on it. (laughs) Uh, He was, you know, this is almost like an offshoot project to an extent for Tyler. It was like almost in a different uh, persona. And there's no radio hits. None of these songs will ever be played on radio. And yet he still beat Khaled. And Page Six reported that DJ Khaled ran into his record label, screamed through things, told them that they did it wrong based on weird bundling. And now DJ Khaled doubling down is going to sue Billboard, the chart, so that he can become number one. Because he thinks they did it wrong and incorrectly. I have a question for you. Um, Number two isn't bad. No. Doesn't sound like a question, but it is. Why would he? Because it's not the best. Why? So what? Because he needs the best. He needs to be number one. But is he suing them because he thinks their methodology was biased against him? Like, in other words, other people's bundled 
packages get counted and Ex- his didn't for some reason? Explain a bundled package. Well, it started with Prince, uh, and basically it was that you could buy a ticket to a Prince show and it would count as a record sale. It was amazing for Prince. He ended up becoming number one that week and sold a ton of albums, but they started to adjust case-by-case basis for those kind of things. So a bundle nowadays... But wait, you, you got the album if you bought the yes, ticket. Yes, if you get a ticket, okay. and they consider that an album sale. Got it. But then on top of that, nowadays you get a T-shirt. You know, Billie Eilish did a really big one recently. You get a T-shirt or, you know, certain things like that. Concert tickets aren't necessarily always able to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, you're looking... Kids these days don't buy physical copies or whatever, so they're trying to find ways... They want the merch. Yeah, they want the merch. And, and DJ Khaled actually posted something on his Instagram and then took it down. But listen to how petty this is. I gotta say this too. I make albums so people can play it and you actually hear it. You know, driving your car, you hear another car playing it. You know, go to the barbershop, you hear them playing it. You know, turn the radio on and you hear them playing it. You know, it's playing everywhere. It's called great music. It's called albums that you actually hear the songs. Not no mysterious and you never hear it. On your dome. So what he's clearly talking. Yeah, right. way diss on Tyler. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so his, his bundle deal was with an energy drink, apparently, and he says that there were a hundred thousand downloads of his album that were sold through a bundle deal with an energy drink, and that Billboard did not include that for whatever reason. Yes. And I don't think it. Look, I'm no DJ Khaled fan here, but I don't think it's unfair for an artist to say. Explain your methodology to me. If you're the Bible of the music industry, how are you compiling these numbers? I think that's a legit complaint. But I think what you're not including is DJ Khaled's entire persona of positivity and encouraging other people and live your dreams and, you know, let everything. I mean, it just goes against everything he's been saying to be so engulfed in wanting to be the best. And he's not suing because he deserves payment on 100,000 that aren't being recorded. He's doing it purely for the record and for the recognition of being number one, which in a couple weeks, by the way, we won't even care. It's not we even don't care now. Yet. Yeah, it doesn't even come up. So. I mean, this is a little bit like President Trump still claiming that he won the general election. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That he, oh, I had more votes. Yeah, and also... And complaining uh, about the methodology, you know, that of the Electoral College. And for how extremely online DJ Khaled is, he has disabled comments on his Instagram. Which Whoa, is shocking. right? Considering how many times... I mean, the entire, I don't know, first 100 comments are, we number two! <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or like, major key for Tyler! <laughs> like, it's just oh, people just oh, trolling him all day. So. But he's still going to McDonald's, right? I, yeah. And you know how passionate I am about McDonald's. Check this out. Sasha's Biscuit, eight-nine cents all week. I love Sasha's Biscuits. Let me tell you something about that Sasha's Biscuit. Yeah. First of all, the biscuit. Uh-huh. Oh. It's so amazing. It is? Mm-hmm. And that sausage. Yeah. When you take one bite, let me tell you something about that one bite. Okay. <laughs> you be like... Now, this is what you call a good morning. By the way, that is DJ Khaled in a nutshell, if you don't know anything about him. Look how long it took him to say, the biscuit's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Tremendous amount of hype, zero content. Why didn't he bundle with McDonald's? That's what right. idiot. At least with the number two meal. Get it. Oh, <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. There are uh, <laughs> way fewer members in Blink-182 than I remember. Yep. We have the first one, the one... We have the one. Yep. Everyone comes into this interview as they join the band. I'm uh-huh. first. Okay. You're first. Okay. Is behind me. Oh, you arranged this. I didn't yeah, realize that. That's okay. how we do things oh, now. That's nice. All right, good. How are you, Mark Hoppus? I'm great. Thanks for asking. What do you think of that? Uh, you're a cool dad. What do you think of that uh, That little Billie Eilish? Uh, William Eilish. She's great. 
She's amazing, right? Yeah, she's great. I I think that she's really talented, and I think that she is bringing a a breath of fresh air into this kind of quasi-alt-pop electronic thing. Agreed. Look at what uh, kind of music she was making at 16 versus Mm -hmm. what you were doing at 16. Oh, that seems mean. I was way better <laughs> at 16. <laughs> yeah. It was just right. a shame because I was an unrecognized talent. <laughs> right. I was Child living prodigy. in the desert. Yeah. yeah. Mark Hoppus. Yeah, I was much more talented from day one. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, your bandmates are behind you, and they'll be joining the interview in progress as they arrive. But uh, there's a lot going on with Blink-182. You guys are gearing up for a hell of a summer. Yeah. And I guess the first question that I would have for you about the dates we already know about at the Forum in Five Point in August is, how did it come together that you and Little Wayne are out there together? Uh, it was an idea that was brought to us by CAA, who is our agency, and uh, Live Nation, who is our promoter. And uh, it was a mashing of genres that I thought was really cool. And I think that kids today and people today just generally don't care about genre anymore. Uh, I think so too. I, Amen. I think yeah. that it's a really, I think it's a great thing. I think it's been coming for a long time. And uh, yeah, people just like good music. Travis called us and he said he thinks everyone's blaming him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, everybody's blaming me for Honestly, uh, Travis has been on this from day one, from the very first day that I ever met him. He was into punk rock and heavy mm-hmm. metal and thrash and hip hop and ra- he, everything. He plays anything anyone wants him to play. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Travis invented uh, and, and wrote the Baby Shark song. A lot of people don't realize that, but that was him. <laughs> Travis came up with, yeah. with Baby Shark. Totally. Mark, I have a uh, five foot by four foot. Think about that. That's a okay. big, big That's oil big... painting okay. of Lil Wayne in my living room. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Who did an oil painting that large of Lil Wayne? It's a great question. Uh, it's an artist named Ashley Longsworth, who is uh, like Lil Wayne in New Orleans native. Okay. And he is kind of the, uh, you've been in New Orleans, he is kind of the the uh, unofficial, you know, mascot, basically, of the city of New Orleans. You see you see, p- p- people paint his pictures on buildings everywhere. I mean, nice. he's, like, he's like our mayor. You it know is what weird. I mean? I, uh, they did a, a very cool video to announce the concert where it's like Wayne is, they did like a mashup. Yeah, like a live mashup. Yeah, I like that. And I, I texted you and I said, is little Wayne nice? And your response back was so casual. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he I was like, dude, you like you can't do that about little Wayne. No, he's great. He was super cool. He uh, he very uh, friendly, professional, showed up. We knocked out all the stuff that we needed to do. And like they said, we we're going to be done at 10 o'clock at night. We were done at like 730. Because you have no standards. And that's what? important. You have no standards. You can cut stuff early, right? No, we were great. We that's nailed everything. You were great. Yeah, we did awesome. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, like, we thought this was such a cool thing. Like, you know, we're taking Lil Wayne out on tour, and and uh, and it's going to be these different shows, and it's going to be hip hop, and there's going to be punk rock, and there's going to be all this different thing. And all these people, for some reason, thought that. Lil Wayne was going to come out and sing all of our songs because we announced it as a mashup. So there was this whole thing of like, I mean, I love both artists, but I I really would like to see Lil Wayne do his set and you guys do your set. So they want to see what you planned. Yes, exactly. So we're going to do that. We're like Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, um, did you get the sense at all that Lil Wayne was into your band? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Lil Wayne is, I mean, he put out a rock record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, and that's why I think that this tour is going to make so much sense is because he does like this whole uh, he bring he's a hip hop artist, but he brings out a rock band and he's very involved in like the skate uh, scene and things like that mm-hmm. and X Games stuff. So it, there's kind of a good crossover there. Are you going to come out on his songs? If he invites me, absolutely. Okay. All right. I think you'll fit in. <laughs> Maybe do a quick 16 on a milli. We had to do this one thing where uh, where we had to stand in front of a camera and for promotion we had to say like, you know, there were certain lines that he was supposed to say and we were supposed to say and somehow I got stuck with uh, 
So make sure you cop those tickets oh, <laughs> no, for no. the tour this summer. Didn't you write? Oh, no. Didn't you go? Can't pull it off. I, I, you know what? I just went with it. All right. And so you know, it's me saying, and make sure you cop those tickets oh, for the tour this wow. summer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was fully like the uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Hello, fellow <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> now, Mark, you have uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have resisted getting a tattoo to this point in your life, right? I have two tattoos. I have my son's name and my wife's name. Oh, okay. They're blue compared to Travis, though. Yeah. Uh, how about if you and Little Wade got some matching tattoos? Would that be the coolest thing ever? It would be a really cool story for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be a really strange story for the rest of my life. Yes. I'm 60 and 70 years old. You have a saggy Little Wayne on your back? <laughs> Why do you have like, a cup of lean tattooed on your shoulder blade? Oh, that's because I asked kids to cut tickets <laughs> <Yeah>. once. <laughs> the uh, the Blink-182 tour with Little Wayne and Neck Deep is going to be playing August 8th at the Forum, August 27th at the Five Point Amphitheater in Irvine. Tickets available now through LiveNation.com. On sale now. We should also mention the other aspect of this show, this tour, is the Anima of the State is turning 20. Now, tell me how this decision came to be made that you were going to celebrate that. Uh, well, it was the 20th anniversary of Anima of the State, and we had this idea to play it in its entirety at the Back to the Beach, and we enjoyed it so much that we were like, we should just do that this summer, as well as uh, adding in songs from the new record that's going to be coming out later this summer and playing the old hits, as they call them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just, it just felt like a, a nice... Segue into 2019 summer. This morning when I started teasing it, I said enema, a front to back, thinking that everyone knew what that meant. Bean's like, eh, maybe you should say the whole title. <laughs> Have you ever played an album all the way through? We did for the uh, anniversary of the 10th anniversary of the Untitled album. We played it uh, at the Will Turn and at the Palladium in its right. entirety as well. And Anima was, uh, that was Adam's song, right? And, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. What's My Age Again also was on that? Yeah, What's My Age Again, All the Small Things, Adam's songs. You might recognize all the small things from the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I noticed is number one on your IMDb. It is, yes. Your resume page, your proudest <laughs> of. <laughs> all right, Mark Hoppus is here. We understand that Travis is quickly behind you. He'll be walking in any any second. Any word from Matt? What's Matt up to? Who? I, he's probably hanging upside down in his coffin, uh, you know. <laughs> all right. I can accept that. With an IV of blood going straight into a... Yeah, I don't know. It's more least, than we expected. Yeah, at least everything's still coming together for Blink-182. <laughs> now, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Mark, when we come back, true or not true that you have... Even though we've all described all this amazing stuff that's happening with the band this summer, you have something else new to tell us about that we haven't heard yet. I have no idea what we're talking oh, about. Oh, no. Yes! Tell me what Yes! We understand there's a blank secret that's about to be revealed here on K-Rock. Oh, my God. I don't... He okay. doesn't know, Bean. Let's just know like it maybe, it's, it's all, maybe we misheard. It's a secret to Blink-182. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find out what it is during the commercial break. There's so uh, many secrets that I'm not allowed to divulge that I, I don't want to come back and spill sure, the course. wrong bean. Okay. Oh. Fair, Keep it a bean. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll be right back on K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. Hey, Travis is here. Yeah. Travis. Hey. All right. I'm so sorry for the journey that you had to take to get here to K-Rock this morning. Traffic sucks, dude. I'll do it for you guys. Can you move closer? Yeah, yeah. Not to, to the mic, the but mic. I mean yeah, to, to, the, you the mic. to the station. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also both. Yeah. Travis, aren't you, I mean, forgive me for saying this, but aren't you helicopter rich, man? Shouldn't you just be landing on the roof of this building by now? Why are you driving? Except for that I don't fly. Or oh, of course, Absolutely. yes. Mm. Yeah, you're the wrong guy to ask. I was actually debating ask. right before my accident and getting a helicopter. You or just, were. Or just using one more often. Yeah. yeah. Like today, would have been nice. 
Oh my gosh. This is like, <laughs> yeah, LA freeways are vicious. Yeah, they are, yeah. It's rough. Well, they're not building any new ones, and people keep moving here, so what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. Uh, we got two thirds of Blink 182 in studio with us here on the Kevin Bean Show. Our friend Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker are here. Travis, while you were on the way, we were talking about the big anniversary plans for the tour with uh, Anima the State being performed in its entirety. Special guest Little Wayne in Neck Deep. You know, we were talking, uh, Mark was saying how he didn't anticipate getting on stage with Little Wayne during his set. Any chance you'll get on stage with Little Wayne, do a little drumming during his set? I wouldn't doubt if I will. Like I, I did, and when I toured with them in 2006, we would do stuff together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a possibility. I just here's what I assume: I assume all bands that are on stage, if Travis walks out, the drummer just gets up and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, throws this down is, his drumsticks, this is gets in happen. the car, and drives home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe something will happen that'll be cool. You know, he, he Wayne loves rock music. Yeah, yeah, that's what we were just talking about. That yeah. and it sounds like a perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, it tour sounds to great. Us. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. This uh, announcement, Mark, you have been well briefed on. Now, I, I, honestly, I thought this secret was out so long ago that uh, I didn't realize it was still a secret. I thought you were going to be like album title, release date. I mean, don't. Uh, say, I mean, we have a better thing. Yeah, we have a much better thing Jeez, than that. Jeez, Mark, good sell. <laughs> this is a this is a fan participation. This is something for the fans. Yeah. This is something for K Rock listeners. Mm-hmm. We are throwing a secret show before we uh, before we embark on this summer long tour, and we're mm-hmm. going to invite some of your lovely listeners to come and join us. How about that? This mm-hmm. is what they call basically a friends and family show. So mm-hmm. if you win these tickets, you are automatically a friend and or family of Blink One Eighty Two. Probably friend. Probably. Okay. Friend. Just, so I we mean, can an- could be anything. We can announce the date. Yes. June 20th. June 20th, yeah. Uh, which is right around the corner. But we can't announce the venue because that's what makes it a secret show. So if you are a super Blink-182 fan, let's go ahead and give away the tickets now. Travis, pick a number between 1 and 100, please. Six. I bet it, oh, I thought you were going 72 Six. for sure. Uh, can you move closer to the microphone? <laughs> Six. There you go. Thank you. Six. Okay, wow, so his voice is so deep when it's closer <laughs> to the mic. I just so, want you to be heard. That's all. So caller six right now at 1-800-520-1067. You win the very first pair of tickets for the Blink-182 Secret Show, and we'll continue to give them away. By the way, in case you're waiting for on-sale information, there is none. Not you possible. Cannot, you cannot buy a ticket to this. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are just giving them away here on K-Rock. There's only so many people they can get into the Dave & Buster's on Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're not saying we're not saying we're not saying It's the Ripley's Believe It or Not building. Do you mind if I take a one-minute B diversion with Mark Hoppus? Please. Yeah, please do. But hold on. Promise it's one minute. Yeah, one minute. Go. But wait, the minutes doesn't start until he starts started. talking. No, no. I get to say my part, and then he gets a minute. Okay, How great. does that okay, work? He gets okay. A minute. okay, here's the thing, Mark. I yeah. was very excited when I came in today because I have a bee swarm in my yard right now. Okay. I have over 2,000 bees right now. And you know what happens when the beehive splits into two because yes. you've got two queens? Yes. So I have this swarm, and I'm just in love with it right now. So Your question j- is taking a minute. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. So Jensen says to me, he says, you should be a beekeeper like my friend Mark Hoppus. And I said, Mark Hoppus was a beekeeper? Absolutely. Start the timer. Tell me about it. Uh, I moved to the UK, and we had a farm out in the countryside of Somerset, and I started keeping bees, and the science uh, of it is incredible. And once you realize what the bees do every single year to build up their hive, to select a queen, to split the hive. That's no, not no, a minute. No, that's not a minute. minute. That's just got into Sorry the queen. About that. That's insane. That's, time flies. <laughs> when you're having <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it was great. It, like, making your own honey and having your own bees is incredible. That's okay. it. It's I mean, well worth the time. You, like, bottled your own honey. I bottled my own honey. 
I had my own queens. I, I did the whole smoke the thing and you take the, the stuff out and, yeah. and the outfit. Amazing. I got stung a lot. Did why'd, you? You, why'd you live in England for three years? Uh, we just wanted a change of life, and we wanted our son to experience the world, so... We always loved the UK, and it was awesome. I would have stayed there longer, except that they our visas expired, and we would have had to... They literally kicked you out. They kicked me out. Mm. Travis, besides mm. drumming, what other hobbies have you had in your life? Mm. Uh, skateboarding, boxing, Muay Thai. And you're a big mm-hmm. UFC Produ- fan. Producing, yeah. Needlepoint. Mainly I produce. That's mainly what I do. Like, probably yeah. like 80% of my time. Never then, been a car guy? Yeah. Oh, that sure. that whole car thing, tattoos. I I kind of have a bunch of stuff I like in my spare time. You have spare time? You technically have spare time? <laughs> Not really. Like it, I'll be in the studio getting tattooed while I'm while you're Dude, doing you a project. Were, last interview you did on our show, you were getting tattooed. True. <laughs> <laughs> the interview. What's crazy is that it being the 20th anniversary of Enema of the State. I'm, we're seeing all these old pictures. And Travis looks like a newborn baby. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I mean, he had like probably 30 tattoos at that point. Sure. But still, we're like, oh, look at Travis. He barely covered it all. <laughs> he has tattoos over both arms, neck, When he chest. was in here, I said, do you have an open spot? He goes, no, I'm just putting it over another one. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, I suggested the taint should be next. And then we had to explain to Travis what a taint was. Travis didn't know what a taint oh, was. I remember, remember that. Yeah. 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 What do you guys remember about, since we're reminiscing about Anima of the State, I mean, obviously that was a huge, huge, huge breakthrough record for you guys. Did it feel special and different in the studio, or as you were writing those songs, did you realize you would achieve some some sort of new level of accomplishment? Uh, I felt like we were writing the best Blink-182 album that we'd ever recorded. Uh, I didn't know how people were going to react to it, but we certainly thought that we were making a record that we were very proud of. Uh, I don't think that any of us realized that 20 years on, it would be this important a record uh, to us and uh, just in general, I guess. How could you guess that? But it was fun. I mean, we had a lot of fun in the studio. Yeah, it was. I think it was really quick for me. I think I was only in there. I think the writing process, the writing process was different than because you, we were all in a room and like you really write the songs in like a rehearsal room, and and then you go in and record the songs and the whole structure of the songs accounted for. Um, so I think I went in and recorded my drums in like a couple hours in a day, right? A few, yeah. I think we we're in a studio called the Mad Hatter. Yes, Chick uh, Corea's old studio. Mm-hmm. I think we were there for maybe three days total. Yeah. Three or four days. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> I just remember lots of coffee and cigarettes. Sure. Yeah. Three and, days. And three days. And, and something. And literally, sh- literally during those three days, I remember uh, Travis was recording drums. Tom and I walked over to a grocery store down the street, and Tom bought an enema to use. <laughs> so it, it kind of all tied together. It's okay. a true story. That's beautiful. Is yeah. that where it came from? I think it was. I think we had Enema of the State after that. I don't think we'd had a title at that point. Yeah, I think it was. So you saw the Enema, and then you said, "Yeah, po- post your guys's uh, addiction with Enemas." Yeah, <laughs> after Chickaria Studio, I don't know what it was. <laughs> and then you started doing them too, Mark. No, no, no. I've never had one. That seems like a lie. Well, All right, it's not bring, a lie. bring, bring in out. the doctor. Bring, bring in out. the doctor. Yeah. It's not a lie. Try, <laughs> try one. Bring in whomever. I'll look him straight in the eye. <laughs> oh, no. We just meant to give you an enema. Oh, now. I see. Now, yeah. Got yeah. It. That's yes. what he yeah, meant, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Look him straight in the eye. Oh, <laughs> 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 I thought lie detector test. I was, yeah. wow. I was no, way out. We I'll, believe you. Strap Mark. that thing around me. I'll look him right in the eye. <laughs> that was pretty aggressive. I got to yeah. be honest. <laughs> It is such a weird thing that we hear from so many artists that you don't know what the reaction is going to be outside of the room. I mean, at one point, it's just a handful of people who know this these songs. 
and then they're unleashed. And then you kind of lose control of them, I guess, because they become the world. Yeah, it was really cool. One of my favorite memories, and I told this to Stryker uh, a few weeks ago, was we were actually still recording Enema of the State. We were in Conway. And I was with Jerry Finn, our producer, and we had just finished, I just sing, uh, sang a song called The Party Song, and we left to go get uh, something to drink in Hollywood. And as we were driving out, uh, K-Rock played What's My Age Again for the first time ever. It was the world premiere, and it was like that scene in uh, That Thing You Do where they hear a song on the radio for the first mm-hmm. time, and you just want to stick your head out the window and scream. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. And so I still remember uh, that happening. And this was like the TRL album. This yeah. was when like everything became focused on your visuals, and it was like it went from sort of being everyone's best-kept secret in San Diego and L.A. to like it was the world's album. It was really strange. Yeah. It was fun. Travis, how did that affect you being famous? Out of out of the gate, you know, being recognizable to everybody. Um, I don't know. I didn't really think about it. I think like this whole time, like I don't think I'll like stop and look back until I'm like over it all. So you, you know? so you still not? No, I don't really like. No way to look at the career. No, I don't really like sit and like think or reminisce on like what stuff was like head down, like working, enjoying myself, loving what I do, and then I don't know. I'll think back one day. I love know? that. Yeah. I think back all the time. You do? Yeah. <laughs> all Mark does is think yeah. back. Oh, With regret or? Uh, I wish I was keeping bees still. Right? Oh, I love those bees. Yeah, those bees were great. <laughs> is there a song, and I'm sure there is, and maybe you don't even remember, is there a song that you guys love that just failed to connect? Um, well, I, actually, speaking of the party song, that's been something that is a is a really energetic, fun, amazing song, and we played it for the first time in, like, I don't know. I don't know if we'd ever played it live until we played it in Las Vegas last year at our Vegas residency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we thought, oh, people are going to go nuts for this. And we played it, and people largely just stood there and stared at us. (laughs) It's got to be so weird in your career at this point. I'm like... No, it's a party song, you guy. (laughs) But it's Vegas, too. That's Vegas. Vegas is like... I don't know if you get, like... I mean, there was obviously true fans there, but I think you get, like, a Vegas crowd, too. Yeah, you get a lot of tourists. You know, like, your hits. Yeah. But I think when we play it on... We played it at Back to the Beach. It went crazy. Yeah, of course. It was good. Yeah, that makes. That makes but that was the one time that I really expected a song to to just, just really to go, land. Yeah. And yeah, I think that the crowd that night just was not having. What's it. next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys uh, were the dates set up like a couple days apart, so you actually spent some time in Las Vegas, or did you commute basically for those those dates? We commuted. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to spend much I time. I don't connect Mark Hoppus with Vegas very. Closely. No, not much. Yeah. I, when I go to Vegas, I, I literally, like, I'm in my room. I walk out, I play the show, I walk back to my room. And that's never gambled. I don't know. I don't gamble. But never. I mean, that's different than not gambling. It's just, like, one time? Oh, I've gambled in my life. Okay. Literally one time when, when Blink was very first starting out and we played a show in Las Vegas and we could barely afford to eat at this awful all-you-can-eat buffet. It's the best time to gamble. And I had a nickel <laughs> and I went to one of these Kino machines and I put a nickel in and I just randomly pulled the light pen and just kind of scribbled across the screen and hit enter and I won uh, $45 <laughs> off of a nickel. How are you not an endless yeah. gambling addict? <laughs> that's the worst thing that could Which, happen. I mean, $45 at that point was like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. I can buy CDs. <laughs> I, can, I have disposable income. Did you guys did you guys like the residency and will you do it again or was it just a one time thing and it was fine but it's a different crowd? It was super fun. Yeah. We loved playing it. It was great. Yeah. It was, it's weird being in Vegas for that long. Yeah. I, I will say that and I have a lot of respect for artists that are there so much that they actually move to Las Vegas for yeah. months and months and months at a time. I don't know that I have that kind of endurance. 
I would kill myself. If that being happened. in Vegas, I, mean, I, would, I would. I would stay out too late, and I would drink too much, and I would be, you know. See, it's the opposite for me. Being oh. in Vegas is like being a cop, where you're seeing people at their absolute <laughs> worst. You see the you basis see of me humanity. At my like you worst. see people at their drunkest, people at you know just at either the, at, at the top or at rock bottom. Why are you looking at me? A <laughs> <laughs> couple more uh, well, questions. Was that, it was the interview. And we it was, and it was interesting. Was it? Did you guys post a photo from that? Yes, on we your, did. Yeah, yeah, we on did. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could so, you feel so it? Yeah, I could feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you could smell the alcohol on the picture. On the picture. They told a couple us, more smoke, things. She's gonna by go the way. <laughs> uh, and then we're gonna then we're gonna talk to the one and only winner. Uh, we have her on the phone who uh, is gonna be coming to the Secret Show. But let me ask just real quick because we got some Twitter questions last night. Initially, you guys predicted a June album release, but that is no longer the plan. Uh, what's going on? When uh, is it just taking longer than it's expected, or was there some sort of change in the album's direction? Is from Chris. We are so close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, Jesus. Uh, no, the thing is that we started writing this album probably I don't know almost a year ago, and we really started getting into it a few more a few months ago, and we keep writing touch wood and thank god better and better and better songs so we keep adding songs to the record and going back and mixing things and adding more songs so it's it's getting pushed back uh but not terribly but just by a couple of months I, think. I feel like it would be hard to just stop and say okay that's it that would be a difficult it is. thing and that's that's the hardest part of writing songs and putting together a record is finally saying okay this is the body of work for this period of time and we're going to call it done and we're going to turn it in and that's it there's no more on this record but i think that uh especially with uh Blink-182 in 2019, and with our new label, Columbia, we're going to release a record, then we're going to release some other stuff, and I, I think with the era of streaming and, and stuff, it's not like back in the day where you released an album, and then you toured for three years, and then you released another album. Right. Always new music, always new stuff, uh, play a lot of shows, and have a lot of fun. Great. Uh, Jules writes in, whatever happened to Travis Barker's documentary? Didn't you tell us something about that at one point, too, Travis? Yeah, I'm actually finishing it. The thing is, okay, so it's not my documentary. It's a documentary that Interscope is doing on you yeah yeah so i just you're a, not in charge I'm just the subject matter I'm, I'm unfortunately not in control of it um uh so i don't it's in their hands but yeah it's, it's getting close as far as you know what are you hearing what, what do you mean what are you hearing as far as when it might come out um, this year i'm Next hearing year? like we need to schedule time because you promised us an interview <laughs> okay so i'm just trying like to like set that up yeah so i guess like i'm, what is you? I'm actually kind of holding it up you but, should be uh, in it i think you should yeah. be in it travis yeah. all right last question from twitter johnny who's the best at mario kart in the band oh i am by oh, far i would assume mark mark yeah, yeah. okay travis, all right. uh, travis far. in the whole history of the time that i've known travis he when Travis, we got our first check, I know that Travis bought a house, and then he went and he bought a PlayStation. Is that what you bought? And you got really into, like, Grand Theft Auto for, like, a week. And, <laughs> and then I never played it. And, like, That's it. went nuts with it. Like, wouldn't leave the house, got food brought in, went crazy with it, and then was like, this is a total waste of my time. I'm never playing video games again. And wow. I don't think you have. Just turn playing on drums is kind of like a video game. Like, I did it last night for, like, an hour and a half where I just sit and try to figure something out, and the next thing you know, like, an hour and a half goes by. And you, Boring. Okay. <laughs> it's so <laughs> no, 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 I find it fascinating that you can entertain yourself with something like that. Like, when I'm by myself, I can't. I need to watch something, do something. When you're there, you just play drums, and you just... 
Yeah, I kind of feel crummy if I don't. It's yeah. weird. Well, that's why you're the best at what you do in the whole world, I'm Travis. Working is because on, you're committed working on to being it. the best. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I, I guarantee Albert Pujols still takes a lot of batting practice. What you, the you, you hell? Would say, I have no idea. Yeah, I did it again. File that one. Yeah. Pujols? Are we talking Enema again? No, <laughs> I just no. I'm saying a guy like that. You oh. go. Oh, he doesn't need to worry about that because he's so great. But the reality is, that's why he's great is because he puts the time in. All right. Before we let you go, secret show June 20th. You can't buy tickets. You can only win them. Let's say hi to Sylvia because she's been kind enough to hang on. She is right now the only person, guys, who's going to be in the audience for that Blink-182 secret we show. We should stop it right here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Just her. Yeah. Solo show. Sylvia, did you want to talk oh. to the guys? Uh, Yeah. They're my family now, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hi, Sylvia. Hi, guys. I just want to say this UTI is totally worth it. I've been holding my key for like 30 minutes. <laughs> We're so sorry. I'm very sorry about that. We're so sorry. Amazing. No, it's totally worth it. Totally worth it. I'm so freaking excited. I have never won tickets to anything before. And for this to be my first thing ever, it's freaking amazing. I've been a fan since like the early 90s. You guys are amazing. I honestly was just calling to talk to Allie and tell her I love her. Wow. Right, well, thank oh, you so much. You. Let's get you some amoxicillin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Go pee, and we'll see you at the secret show. Thank you very much. How sweet is <laughs> thank that? Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you, Sylvia. All right, uh, Mark and Travis, it goes without saying that we love you. Thank you for coming in. We've really enjoyed it. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. And, and I hope Matt turns up alive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> who knows? We hope we get some good news for him. Please text and make sure he's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon, all right? All right thank thanks. you. Thank you, guys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. It's a delightful group of young men right there in Blink-182. They, they rule. They're Agreed. the funnest. The funnest. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Been the funnest forever. Agreed. Hey, Allie. Hey, from the funnest group to Radiohead. What's going on? <laughs> Radiohead has officially released 18 hours of demos and outtakes recorded yes! between 1995 and 1998 during the band's OK Computer Sessions. Hold up. After the tapes were reportedly stolen and leaked online. I'm sorry, how many hours? 18 hours. It's all great. Yeah. In a statement from the group's website, guitarist Johnny Greenwood says, We got hacked last week. Someone stole Tom York's mini-disc archive from around the time of OK Computer and reportedly demanded $150,000 or threat of releasing it. So instead of complaining or ignoring it, we're releasing all 18 hours on Bandcamp in aid of Extinction Rebellion. So, uh, there you go. However, the 18 tracks of raw audio are identified only by numbers, so discovering what songs are actually on the disc will be a bit of a little Easter egg hunt. And only available for the next 18 days. There are... Some people who are really into a band mm-hmm. who enjoy hearing how a song comes together. Sure. They enjoy Rough hearing the, ver- the, ver- the various parts mm-hmm. and the various takes and the different tempos and how they rearrange and change words as it goes. I'm not necessarily that person. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay with the way the song ends up being the best that that song can be. Mm-hmm. But for some people out there, they'll be they'll be thrilled by this. I assume in 18 hours, though, they're also putting stuff out that they didn't include on the album. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's for stuff sure. that ended up on later albums yeah. and whatnot. Alternate takes and stuff. I mean, you do see, especially with the bigger bands like your Beatles and things, I mean, you'll see bootlegs where they have 28 takes of Twist and Shout or something. You're just like, well, I don't need them all, you know? Mm-hmm. But some people are really into that. Some people are. Some people are. S- says the guy who's listening to like 300 hours of top 40 radio tapes right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, from 1981. I have to, yeah, I have to call it a day. <laughs> Sometimes it's too much. <laughs> 
says the uh, psychopath over there. <laughs> I love it. You guys, uh, singer, YouTube star, Dance Moms alum, Jojo Siwa, who Jensen introduced us to, and quite frankly, I had forgotten about as soon as it was over, because mm-hmm. it was, wow, she's a lot. Well, she has had her makeup kit pulled from Claire's accessory stores after the FDA found that the powder eyeshadows in the kit tested positive for asbestos. I I'm, mean... I'm sorry, did you say asbestos? Yeah. I How is that like, possible? I feel like you don't want that no. uh, near you, let alone on your eyelid. How is that possible? I don't know. But That's the FDA released a statement about the findings. Claire's said, yep, we took it out, recalled it out of an abundance of caution. And, don't uh, yell at Allie. Yell at the Chinese teenagers who are, you know, putting this uh, cosmetics together. Wow. Why they got to be Chinese? Mm. It's probably because it's true. Okay. I think that's um, where most things are made. Well, I was thinking, would you rather have asbestos in your um, makeup or this situation? A YouTube beauty guru has been accused of releasing a cosmetic line that features lipstick that is described as, quote, lumpy and hairy. Mm. Oh, my God. Those were two of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> I believe so. Jacqueline Hill released Jacqueline Cosmetics two weeks ago, and fans took to social media to complain about some defective products, and some posted pictures of the lumpy and hairy lipsticks. So she obviously freaks out about this and takes to Twitter to respond, saying, if any of you are receiving lipsticks like this, please let us know and that it is not hair. My factory used brand new white gloves to do quality control, and they shed all over my my product. So they were using these gloves that were getting little hairs into the lipstick, and people thought it was like real human hair. Once this becomes a thing. Yeah. That'd be great. Hairy lipstick. Hairy lipstick. Excellent. (laughs) Well, she said we switched to rubber gloves two days ago, and we will make sure that this never happens again. What if now they're like lumpy and rubbery? I don't know. The next, Better than Harry. Yeah, the yeah. next trend in makeup, Kylie yeah. Jenner selling hair lipstick. Yep. I mean, you pretty guys. I'd like to see it. You guys. Hey, hey, there's a new ranking of the top U.S. states when it comes to having a good time. Wallet Hub looked at 26 factors related to entertainment, nightlife, recreation, restaurants, amusement parks, golf courses, theaters, arcades, casinos, music festivals, beaches, national parks, local bars. Can I guess? What do you think is the... Uh, we've, I've got the top 10 here, but... Annie just dropped Oops. the S word. Jesus. <laughs> I mean... I have to pee, but I'll take a guess uh-huh. before I step out. You're going to get that, a UTI like Sylvia? I'm feeling like No, he's guess. actually just going to step out. I, I'm going to step said. out and go pee right now, but okay. I'm going to guess uh, South Dakota before I go. Okay. I'll take right. my answer off the air. Okay. Austin. Uh, not, again, a state. not a state. Mm. Uh, Cal- However, Cal- Texas is number 10. Cal- is, okay. California. Mm-hmm. California is number one. Okay, New York. Uh, number three. Uh, te- did we say Texas? Texas is number 10. Nevada. Okay. Uh, yes. Six. <laughs> Scouting on her fingers. Yeah, they're not um, They're not numbered. Arizona. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you been there? Um, <laughs> Illinois. No. I'm just trying to think of big uh, cities here. Did we say Florida? You didn't. Florida. Number two. Okay. Wow. Yes. Um, I'll go to Montana. No. Maine? No. New Hampshire. You have never been to any of these states. <laughs> I'm just saying states now. <laughs> think, of, think of where Bean is right now. 
Oh, uh, well, right now he's in Seattle. Washington. Yes, so yeah. Washington came in number four. Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana, no. Well, that's a good guess. Well, Louisiana should I would have been think there. that that higher than. Think about um, a place that is, they have amazing recreation in the state. They have great music festivals in the state. Um, Great beers in this state. Um, This is a lot of states. A lot of weed in this state. Colorado, everybody. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. How's the pee? Did you do that while peeing? That's good. No, I'm back. Thanks. Okay. All right. So let me just go through the top 10. Uh, 10, Texas. 9, Oregon. 8, Pennsylvania. 7, Minnesota. Good. I, I like yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. There you go. Uh, six, Nevada. Five, Colorado. Four, Washington. Three, New York. Two, Florida. And reigning supreme. Mm-hmm. We have the best time. I mean, yeah, but don't tell people that. Don't yeah, tell... we're full. We're full. We're full. We're full. You can't come in. We built a wall. Did no one guess Nevada, by the way? I did. I did. Yeah, it was okay, good. Yeah. I was going to make sure. During Las Vegas would have to be on that list. Yeah. Mid-P, mid-P. I got all of them while you were peeing. Okay. It's crazy. So if I, go back and, if I go back and uh-huh. check the tape, mm-hmm. that is what I will hear. Every single one. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did, of course, say Austin, and we had to correct him again <laughs> that it's not a goddamn street. Yeah. Kevin does have uh, problems with the distinction between the two. I enjoy it. I was much. impressed he came up with Illinois. I'm stunned that he knew that Chicago was in Illinois. Stunned. We don't know that he thought Chicago yeah. was in Illinois. That is why I chose Illinois. Oh. Okay. I also mouthed Chicago first and then realized, <laughs> oh, no, that's a city. You are a miracle. Some birthdays for you. Hugh Laurie, Joshua Jackson, Peter Dinklage, and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. My God, there's blood everywhere. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. Maybe my favorite song of all time. Let's give it one more try. Let's get back in the groove. That was Shia asking you to play it again. Wow. Oh, he wants to hear it again? Well, maybe just the actual cannibal. You're looking for your car, but you're all turned around. He's almost upon you now, and you can see there's blood on his face. All right, we just heard that, so we know how that goes. Moving on. Okay. That's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> 5 p.m. commercial free hour. It's happening thanks to a random act of helpfulness. Me, SoCal helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning. What you know? What you know? Tomorrow morning at all. <laughs> tomorrow morning at all. New Kevin and Bean show. Louis Anderson is going to be on what? because you know what's coming back. Baskets. Oh, the diving show. Baskets. Oh, Baskets. Chip. Plus, you get a pair of tickets to WWE Monday Night Raw, and we've got your four pack of passes to K Rock Advanced screening of Toy Story Four as well tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.